Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Proctor. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> rise and shine! Googans, go time! On a Friday morning, it's a football Friday. I have come to the conclusion, after one week of driving this opinion vehicle, E.T., good morning, my friend. What they do, I Jeffrey? have come to the conclusion we are not near fired up enough for this game on Sunday night. Well, let's let's we got turn a, it up then. We got, we got a big one Sunday night, a prime timer, man. It's Operation Bounce Back. We need to get this ship back on course. Let's turn it up then. Right, let's do that. You feel me? Oh, I feel you. Right? It's just, I don't, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not feeling the proper amount of... Um, excitement, I think, that we should be feeling for Sunday nights. You're right, bro. You're right. I mean, we're going under the prime time. When's the last time we were on Sunday night football? Sunday night. It's been longer than Monday night. It's been a while, man. It's been a minute. What a terrific challenge. I figured this game out, man. I don't know if you're going to like what I got to say. Hey, don't you come in here with that negativity. Not a bit of negativity. It is, um, it, it's it's a reality that I formulated over the course of this week that between ruminating on the game, hearing Trevor and Doug, the coordinators you'll hear from today. And they, they won't say this, come out and say it. I, here's here's kind of what it feels like to me, E. Okay. It feels like the old cliche is, you know who's going to win? Whoever runs the ball and stops the run. Right? Yep. Yeah, that's the cliche going into any football game, and it probably p- p- plays out. And the biggest reason of all is if you get ahead, you run it more, right? But that that is, I don't think that you can throw that one out the window for this one. I mean, that it, that's not what's going to determine the winner of this game for for a couple of reasons. So I, I really think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to this reality: which passing game wins the game. And understand that the Ravens' passing game also includes Lamar scooting for 39. That's part of their passing game. Won't go on his passing yards. Lamar's rush yards, many of them, they should, may as well be passing yards. Which passing game can produce? And I say this for a couple of reasons. And this is part of the formulation, a conclusion I've reached. The Jags have lost all faith in the running game. I believe that. You know, you wonder why they're doing some of the things they're doing. I think, and they can't say this, they won't say it. I think the reality is they've lost all faith and confidence in the run game. And and Travis Etienne has just never gotten going uh, like he did a year ago, where he finished, what, fourth or fifth in the NFL in rushing? He was up there. E.T., when's the last time Etienne had a 100-yard game? Just off the top of your head. (laughs) <laughs> When's the last 100-yard rushing game that, that Travis E? And, and by the way, as we go through this morning, and I pinpoint some of the lineup shuffling that's had to occur, we can draw maybe some conclusions, but to, to your recollection, what's the last 100-yard game that Travis Etienne had on the ground? I would say it's his last two-touchdown game um, because he was shooting to have three touchdown Three two touchdown games. Yep. So it was that second touchdown. That second. One. Okay, the second one would have been uh, at home against Indianapolis. He had two, he had two touchdowns. You're uh-huh. right. Three games in a row. Uh, that Indianapolis game, he ran 18 times for 55 yards. Oh gosh. The following week, he made it three weeks in a row with two touchdowns. Uh-huh. He went 14 carries for 53 yards. Uh oh. The last hundred yard game, the only 
100-yard rushing game for right. Travis Etienne this year was 26 for 136 against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, in London. These are the last six games for not just the Jags' best running back, but apparently, as this season unfolds, their only running back. 35 yards in the loss to Cleveland, 45 yards in the loss to the Bengals, 56 but on 20 carries at Houston, 52 at home against Tennessee, just 35 against San Francisco. Those are the last five games. And before that, 79, 53, 55, the 136, far and away, his his best day on the ground. Now, combo that up with this not-so-nifty fact. And I think we're deep enough into the year now that we've we've already plowed our way through trends. You are what you are at this point. Uh, Point being, if to this point of the year, you know, you're giving up about 100 yards rushing, it's not going to be easy to run the ball. Now, the unfortunate thing is that's where the Ravens are. They're about 10th or 12th against the run. Which takes me back to my original thought. I think the passing game wins. Baltimore's fourth in the league against the pass. The Ravens, um, uh, unlike the Jaguars, have found the ability to get to the quarterback. They have picked up sacks in bunches. The Ravens <clears throat> sit here today with 49 sacks. Huh? Wow. <laughs> 49 sacks. So there's just uh, kind of set the base here for the direction we'll go and at least our morning conversation. The Jaguars passing game is going to have to perform against a defense that's picked up 49 sacks and is either third or fourth in the league against the pass. Either that or get a running game going that has not gotten going all year long. Every time you've stuck the key in and turned it over, the motor's going, has not, we can't get the motor engine to turn over. Maybe, hopefully that can change against a Ravens team. Like I said, if you're going to look for a vulnerability in the third overall defense, fourth against the pass, I guess it will be a, a, a rush defense that allows just over 100 a game. That's more middle of the pack in the NFL. Like I said, 10th, 12th, something like that. But to me, that's kind of what it's going to come down to. We got to reestablish some things here, man. And by the way, help's coming. The the run game could get better. It it looks, I don't know, it is a long, murky injury report now, bro. Long and murky. You know, I don't, the word limited is a tough one to to define. And we'll get a much clearer definition after today's Friday practice report. But help's coming. Walker Little and Ezra Cleveland could return as the left side of the line this week. Cam down the road is going to return from his knee injury. He'll be there for the home stretch in the postseason, you would hope and think. Jamal Agnew's practice window has opened up. We can get that facet of the offense back, hopefully, and especially on special teams if they utilize him there, all things considered, because we do know that Christian Kirk's football season is, I would think, most likely over. But there we go. It's plenty to be excited about. It's the Jaguars defense kind of needs to return to form here, right? It's been a couple of weeks where it's been way too easy. They survived early in the year. We always wrote it off as like garbage time, didn't we? The team would build a lead. The defense would you know, still make it a little nervous. 
you know, as as this, like I said, now we're 13 games in. So when you take stock of of teams and rankings, I I think they're a little more, you know, legit right now in a Jaguars defense that had established itself in the upper half of the league at the beginning of the year. It's not there anymore, man. We're at what thirty one zero nine eight seven six five four. We're twenty fourth in total defense, man. Twenty fourth, not good enough, right? Uh, scoring defense. You know, similar story, about 20th, giving up now over 22 a game. Uh, the rushing defense is is still, you know, top-notch. It's top five. So, you know, there you go to the other side of the equation. I, I don't think the Ravens are going to come in and just hand it off to to Mitchell and Gus Edwards and, and a pile up yards. Teams have not done that on the regular. It, it, the, the Bengals did, but that's really about it when it comes to the rush defense. And so how does the Ravens passing game? And they don't have Mark Andrews. Don't forget, they got an emerging Odell Beckham Jr., but Andrews has been out. So how does it perform against this Jaguars pass defense? Because while the rush defense has been really good for Jacksonville, uh, the pass defense is second from the bottom in the NFL. And part of that problem comes from the paltry number, just 27 sacks. You heard me, the Ravens have 49. You know the difference between contending for the top seed and being 10 and 3 and hanging on and being 8 and 5? You know what the difference is? The difference is they got 49 sacks and we got 27. If the Jaguars had 49 sacks, they would be 10 and 3. At least. Can I get an AM, uh, amen from the congregation? Amen, yeah, amen. Right? Is, is that suddenly going to, you know, magically appear? And against a great team like the Ravens? Going to have to corral that Lamar Jackson, but he is a slippery, dangerous football player. Again, help is on the way, hopefully for the sake of this this offensive line and the ability to generate offense against a really, really, really good defense. And at the end of the day, that's what the Baltimore Ravens are coming to town with. The number two defense in the NFL, giving up less than 300 yards a game. And if you're going to play a defensive uh, slugfest, then you better bring the defense. So we'll get into that and more. Wow. You just want to see the definition of dead man walking. Turn it on last night. Take a look at Chargers coach Brandon Staley, who fell behind the Raiders. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying this, and perhaps you never went prime last night, and this will be, oh, yeah, there was Thursday night football. Hope you're sitting. Uh, E.T., refresh my memory, you know, I'm getting old. But if you think back to way back, Seven days ago, last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not even seven. Shoot, five days ago. The Raiders hosted the Vikings. Could you remind me how many points the Raiders scored in that game? Are you aware of what they scored in that game? Uh, that'll be zero. Zero. Yeah, it's a, how about none? A team that gave up zero just four days ago. Okay? Hear what I'm saying. A team that scored Zero five days ago, put up 42 in the first half on the Chargers last night. The Raiders led the Chargers at one point 56 to 7. Like this is college football and it's, you know, Oklahoma, Northeast Louisiana. 
Ultimately, they won 63-21. to 21. Brandon Staley was out, oh, man. It is like the walk of shame, those press conferences with that dude. We are reaching the pity party point of the, the Staley, you know, ultimate dismissal from the Chargers. But, man, after taking it like that and then having to go in front of the media, just flat out, well, should you be the coach here next year? Oof. I think so. I blah, blah. Oh, no, man. That face is telling me a different story, my man. Uh, Baselli uh, forwarded me a funny tweet. It was Staley before the game going through some California aerobics routine where he's, you know, arching his back and he's on his hands and knees. And you know what I'm talking about, some of those yoga poses. And the Pilates and, and all that stuff. Somebody said Brandon Staley's already started his OnlyFans account. <laughs> uh, yeah. No bueno for the Chargers. There, there's your team that just fell apart this year, right? There's always a playoff team. The Jags did that to them, by the way. Lingering effects of that Jaguars comeback is at least partly responsible for the Chargers. Another big issue and reality with the Chargers, I heard this stat last night watching the game. In the last two years, the Chargers have had Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler on the field at the same time. You ready? In the last two years, for just 9% of the plays. Wow. Yeah, come on now. Come on. That's hard. Now they've lost their quarterback, and Easton Stick got stuck, and the Raiders, who who lost 3 nothing last week, scored 63. The 42 coming off a shutout, obviously the most in one half, the most in NFL history. It was actually, and this is almost as hard to believe, it's only the second highest total for a team coming off of a shutout. Somebody put up 60 for his year. They put it to stat. Maybe in like Philadelphia in the 40s or something. Got shut out and scored 64 the next week. But from shut out to 63, are you kidding me? Uh, just, just uh, please just heck to have uh, Matty Every back in with us this morning. I think he's had a great week, ET. I hope he's not in the car and listening yet because I'm not trying to butter his toast. But Matt's been fun. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he's good. He's glib. He's informed. He's a sports fan. And and most refreshing, he's opinionated and not necessarily in a mean-spirited way. And it's refreshing, my man. Oh, yeah, Matt, been fun. It's been fun. It's been fun to have him. And, again, I'm not saying this to put, now put a little jam on that toast that's already buttered. But he's also, he's, he's gotten better, too. You know what I'm saying? Is it the podcast or was it us? I think it's both. You know, I just, experience. And, and, and Matt's going to land on this ESPN3 coverage of Golf PGA Tour. I hope I'm not letting the, the, the cat out of the bag and it may it not be official. It all starts Thank you. with Dan Hickett yeah. and Jeff Prosser. Well, there you go. That's probably true. If it's mm-hmm. true for Hall of Famer, it's probably true for a, a, a Florida Hall of Famer. But it's you know it's been his, his perspective on a variety of issues as we've gone through the week, not just some of the golf ones, but yeah, the golf he, ones. he can hang with y'all. He and can he, hang, and he and he brings it on the golf, and we're getting you know some intel there that's just not coming now. But he mentioned the podcast, right? And look, Matt's strength is like from the hip, man. I mean, he just you know he's not in withdrawn, right? Guarded. Yeah, yeah. He hangs out with us. He knows. Yeah, cautious. He knows where we're at, right? Well, they do this uh, straight down the middle. It's podcast. And it, it's a good listen. It's fun. If you go back, you listen. There's one with uh, Hicken and I. Apparently, I said a bad word in that one, if that drives you there. Um, I've, I've visited with them another uh, time or two. But the one they're about to drop or has just dropped is with this dude, Spencer Levine. And if Matt Every tells me, look, we got to pull a clip from this dude and play it, then I take that as to be, this is going to be good. Uh-huh. 
So we got a couple of clips from that, and we will go to straight down the middle ish with uh, with with Matt's podcast efforts and uh, and share some of that with you as we move along this morning. A lot of football talk, and we'll got the whisper, uh, Denny Thompson breaking uh, things down uh, most most often from a quarterback's perspective. We're coming down the stretch for signing day, so some recruiting news percolating out there. Florida got a mild kind of like and vote of affirmation from at least some of their recruits kind of doubling down on their, their commitment to Billy Napier despite the struggles on field. And we're really now, by the way, we're, we're down to cases on, on some pretty important college football games. It's we're just outside of a week now from the Final Four playing from Georgia FSU meeting. So uh, college football is uh, going to be percolating for us next week. A week that starts on Monday, hopefully in victory formation. Lots of Jags talk as we move through this Friday morning uh, as well. So uh, up and Adam on a Green for Life Thursday. We'll visit with Captain Kevin Favor next. See what's happening out on the waterways. Uh, we will uh, gauge your opinion as we go through the morning in a variety of ways, including the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. And so with that, we'll take off and uh, get our first time out. We're back with Captain Kev and more next here on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Man, I got a trivial development here I am just not happy about, but, you know, I go with the earbuds or the, you know, whatever you call these things, right? I, I showed off the hat hair last week. You know what's even worse than the hat hair? What's that? Headset hair. Is if you wear a professional headset uh-huh. over hair like mine, you know, but like it's like the Grand Canyon in the middle of your right. head, just the whole thing. I mean, I'm trying to be pretty. I'm just trying to be functional. So, but I, I've lost like one of the little rubber tips uh-huh. off of one of the earpieces. Very frustrating. Annoying is what it is. So I'm going to get out a flashlight I'm going to the hunt for here next, and that'll be it. That's my last chance. Bringing Captain Kevin Favor. Luckily, we live in Florida, so there is no last chance weekend to fish. We can do it every weekend, and right here we'll find out just what the uh, barometer is telling us when it comes to fishing. Kev, good morning. <laughs> it ain't going to be pretty this weekend. No, it doesn't look good, does it, man? Whoa, I, I, you know, I, man. I asked the question when we started the show, and I said, why are we more excited about this game? And maybe this weather forecast has, is damping it to down just a little bit, too. Look. You know, sometimes fan base got to show up in the worst kind of weather and it'll be something you remember for life. Just look at it that way if you're sitting in the pouring rain on Sunday. But I don't think that it's necessarily going to be uh, pouring. But as for the fishing, yeah, we're going to be just dealing with some winds especially. Yeah, well, and, and, um, and I've got um, I got the Christmas show tomorrow at Ring Tower. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. You know, I've, and I've looked at the forecast. I've said for, for two weeks, I'm going, oh, man, all this hard work. Mm. Um but you know what? Here's the deal. And I talked about this on the forecast show. We're, 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 we're all outdoorsmen. Grab your umbrella. Grab your rain jacket. Um, what else have we got to do tomorrow? There's no college football. Um, I got thousands of dollars worth of stuff to give away. I mean, thousands. Yeah, uh, that, people rave <laughs> you know? about that every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll be at Reed Power at World Golf Village from 7 to 10. Donuts, coffee, uh, first thing in the morning. And then Angie Subs is delivering sub sandwiches at 8. CSS fireplaces outdoors. Uh, they're going to be cooking sausage all morning. So, you know, and, and by the way, there is, there are some awnings and places to get out of the weather. Um, so it's um, it, we 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 should be fine. You know, I mean, do I wish the weather was going to be perfect? Yeah, but um, it, ho- just hopefully we don't get the the like you said the drenching. Um, there's only twelve percent chance of rain at eight o'clock in the morning. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's just. Just some sprinkles, bro. We can handle it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine. 
Think, you know what? If a hundred people show up, man, they're, they're all walking out with something really good. I yeah, yeah. Well, that's true, man. I mean, to yeah. the hardy, you know, to the hardy, perhaps yeah. goes the hardware tomorrow. Yeah, yes, yes sir. Well, yes, I know sir. you always have a big turnout, and you, you listen. You never know with the weather here either. You never know for sure. No, 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 yeah. no, no, absolutely not. It, what, um, if those that choose to fish, how, how, uh, in, what's the week been like, and you know, how would that contrast he, with what we might see this weekend? It, you know. <laughs> It's been tough. That's yeah. all I can tell you. Wow. You know, I mean, even even the intro fishing. I mean, it's um, um, you know, on on a couple of days, some of the guides got out and and um, you know, yesterday those crazy dudes fished yesterday. I mean, they caught nothing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it was awfully ugly yesterday. The the last day that anybody could get offshore was Saturday, and the guys that got out there caught plenty of wahoo. <laughs> you know, I mean, so. Um, it looks like the weather's going to get really pretty, you know, next week and stuff. So we, we just got to get through this weekend. But, I mean, honestly, Jeff, I mean, they're calling for 40-mile-an-hour winds tomorrow, you know, at, at, at some point in time on the coast. So I, yeah. I don't even think you yeah. can yeah. inshore yeah. fish no. that. You no, know, no, you know no, what no. I mean? We have, Too many pretty we days. Live here. Yeah. We, exactly. Yeah. We live here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so really, honestly, I think I think this weekend's just a blowout come Christmas show in the morning and then, you know, get ready for the Ravens game. Sunday evening, uh, I, I think it's literally going to be one of those kind of weekends. I think it's going to be sit on TV and and, um, and 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 enjoy yourself. Uh, so, sounds like a plan. Um, yep. You're tiptoeing into what I was going to do a little bit later as the pest of the day, but I may do it uh, right now. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, Kev. Have a great weekend, my man. And, Have a great weekend, yeah. buddy. All right. Hope, hope to see everybody at the Christmas show in the morning. Yeah, it's a great uh, – uh, thank you, Kev. Appreciate you. Uh, it's a great that, – that Christmas show, dude, I mean, they give away some stuff now, man. I'm not talking about you're going to go out there and get a like a, a koozie. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I'm not going to speak out of turn. I mean, like high dollar, really nice stuff, a bunch of it. You want to battle those elements? All right, I will jump into the uh, pest of the day, brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. Hey, gang, don't miss out on this opportunity. Before you know it, it'll be the end of the month. You have a pet service provider already, and you're not completely happy with the way things ha- have gone, or if you have an issue, or if you're thinking about starting pet service. Uh, I mean, pest service. Well, here you go with Mission Pest Solutions because between now and the end of the year, just because you hear it here, they're going to give you that initial pest uh, treatment for free. It's $250 value. And then they're going to do it better and more customer friendly than any other place in town. That's their guarantee. That's why when you call 944 Pest, you'll speak directly with the owners. Locally and veteran owned and operated right here in town, Mission Pest Solutions, 944 Pest. Get that first pest uh, treatment free of charge, 250 value, just for being a Guggen, just for hearing it here on 1010XL, and give them a call today. My, I, it looks, I don't know who to blame here, so I'm going to be careful, but just the overall, I guess, situation is deserving of a mention and certainly a pest, but I guess there's some sort of um, stalemate between one of the TV providers and the local ABC and NBC affiliates. I don't know if that's direct. I don't want to speak out. Of, I don't know if it's direct TV or dish or what, what it is. One of them. Yeah. But you know how they go through these things and they take the local stations off of their offering. Apparently that's the situation going into Sunday night football, which is an NBC game. And right. it's the only place you could, you could watch. Now that's not true. You know, you, you can always, I, here is a suggestion for those of you that get yours through direct TV or anywhere else. And this sounds really a lot easier than you think you have a digital antenna that should go to your television. You have to go buy it. 
have a digital antenna, and, you, and when you plug that into wherever it goes, I'm far from the techno expert, it will be able to pick up over-the-air signals, and the local NBC affiliate's signal will be plenty strong enough for you to watch the game in regular old HD. So, but you're going to have to, I, I, I can't do the research for you on, on how to make that a transition, but I, I know you're not alone. There's a lot of people that are going to be in that boat coming up on Sunday night, unless things have changed, but I've had a couple of texts about it here this morning, ET immediately on the phone. So, all right, uh, let me speak further to the, uh, you want some affirmation of my thoughts on the uh, Matt Every podcast, but the Clay County Gator has uh, texted this morning and said that the Spencer Levine is gold. I want to play a clip for uh, that, a clip of that for you a little bit later. Also from the text on Design by Lifetime Enclosures, you made me look it up. The only team with more points in a game after being shut out was the 1934 Philadelphia Eagles, who beat a football team called the Cincinnati Reds. They won 64-0 after losing 17-0 the week before. And uh, to put some definition to it, the last time we played Sunday night football, the Jaguars. We lost to the Steelers 26-21 in 2008. Sunday night football, last appearance. What was the Monday night football 2011? It's been a long walk through the desert. We had a Sunday nighter scheduled in 2018, maybe more than one. We got flexed out of it. We hit the skids. I think it was a Steelers game, in fact. And we got flexed out of it when we hit the skids. So oh, there, after that 2017 season. There's the answer. Yeah. And to get into some of the where twos and why fours when it comes to the game this week. You know, the the point the point is they they just aren't getting anything going. Now, he's protecting his, his guys. He said yesterday players are, quote, not running the wrong routes. Yeah, That's protective. There's a difference between running the wrong route and not adjust, making the right adjustment to a route. Like the Calvin Ridley play where he just jogged off into the middle of the defense when if he sits in that pocket, that's a misread, bro. You can tell me he didn't run the wrong route all you want. A good, solid, humming offense with all pro players makes that play. That's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs or Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey or go down the list. That play is converted. Um, Ravens are going to come at it with a lot of a lot of stuff, man. They use some exotic blitz uh, packages. Ask just quite frankly. See, I'm not buying the offensive line injuries being the reason the offensive line is struggling. The offensive line struggled all last year. They replaced a tackle with a rookie, and they were struggling up until the injuries hit this year. So let's don't lose sight of that, but the state of the O-line, according to the offensive coordinator, Press Taylor. Oh, well, I mean, it's a challenge. Obviously, there's a comfort level in playing and knowing who you're playing with, experience next to the people, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's an excuse. I mean, we're called on to produce in the run game, produce in the pass game, and produce as an offense. So we got to find whatever way we can do to, to get that going. We've done that at points in the season, but um, it needs to be better than it was the last two weeks. All right. Um, he t- talked about the potential uh, re- return of Jamal Agnew, who's been put now into that 21-day that window, could be activated at any point. They think he's ready to go. Parker Washington has, has stepped up and made some plays in Christian Kirk's absence. He scored a touchdown each of the last two weeks. There has been improvement in the offense. We've seen Molly, uh, Evan Ingram sir, sure earning a lot of trust, and they've improved big time in the red zone. Disappointed to go to Cleveland, go four for four on touchdowns in the red zone, and yet still uh, not do enough. And that happened in large part because of the uh, because of the turnovers. And so it's a tough assignment to get an offense going this week. It's a tough assignment to get the offense going against the Baltimore Ravens defense. It's number two defense in the league, number one being the Cleveland Browns. And we saw last week without the short fields 
the troubles Jags, the Jags had against uh, the Browns. So now um, uh, the defense has to find itself again, man. And th- that's another group that's playing through some injuries, but that's all part of it. The Ravens are coming to town without J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews. Preseason, they're two most counted on offensive weapons outside of Lamar. But then there is Lamar and the Lamar factor and just what you do to deal with it. Trey Herndon is uh, trending good. He'll be out there. Orange jersey, still part of the, still in the program. Mike, yeah. We have to rush him. We there have we to pressure him because we don't want him sitting back there because he is a guy that in the pocket, he can he can hurt you as well as outside the pocket. But we'll, we, we have a plan, and we'll try to execute that plan. But at the end of the day, we have to be who we are. We have to affect the quarterback and – it didn't work as well as we wanted to last week, so we get another opportunity for the guys to come out and go ahead and execute the plan and let's get after a quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's, a big, uh, that's a big, big advantage this Sunday night. Again, in a game, I think the teams are going to have to find success passing the ball. The Jags just haven't been able to run it, and the Jags rush defense is good. I'm talking about your standard, you know, and today's stage standard would include a couple of jet sweeps from the you know, receivers and those types, but I'm talking about not outside of the quarterback rushing. Talking about the running backs, the handoffs. I don't think either team is going to do very well at that because the Jags haven't done it against anyone and because the Jags are pretty good at stopping that. And outside of the Bengals game, they have pretty consistently. So that leads you back to the, the passing game. And again, Lamar Jackson's rush yards, you may as well count as passing game production because of how they, they operate. And at the end of the day, those dudes have gotten to the quarterback 49 times, and our dudes have done it 27 times. That is a, that, that, that's almost two sacks a game difference through this many games this year. But what a big one, and what a big opportunity in primetime. We'll talk a lot more about it as we move along this morning. Come back with a football fix. We'll uh, welcome Matt Every into the Fiesta here at uh, 7 a.m. this morning. We'll have the quarterback whisperer, uh, Denny Thompson, breaking down the football weekend. We have uh, the Friday five-pack. Man, pressure's on the five-pack. I am under a lot of pressure, E. Are you? I got the sack bet will go in. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I got four games left. I'm sitting at 27. I got to get to at least 35 to yeah, push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's two sack a game pace, something we're just barely over. And I mean, one goose egg, one one sack game, man, and I'm going to just be a nervous wreck. But one thing about those mobile quarterbacks are good opportunities to get those sacks. Yeah, sometimes they'll try and stay in there a little yeah. too long. But, man, we need to have them run into us a couple times. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what I wouldn't give for just like a little four-sack game, right? Get me up to 31. Get comfortable. You know, I have three games left, and not just going to get four and three. But, again, that's a big, big ask for a team that just had. I mean, the odds are it's going to come right down to the line. We're going to be sitting on 33 or 34 going into the last week. I mean, that's what the, that's that's what this, that's what what this it shows. <sighs> and then on top of that, the Friday five bag is just a weekly grind. It's just, come on, man, just give me a week. I just need a week. It's hard to pick these games, brother. It's hard to do it. Come back with a football fix and more. It's a GFL Friday. I think maybe I'm so spacey at this point. I may have called today something other than Friday. What a party foul that is. You work hard to get to Friday. You're darn right it's Friday. She appears a little bit as well. You're listening to The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we're back with a football fix. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers. Now in Orange Park, in addition to the uh, long-standing run there in Mandarin. So Mandarin and Orange Park, you can find Mandy and her dream team. Hook you up on all your insurance needs. Get an insurance agent on your side so you'll have the assurance that comes along with good insurance coverage. Uh, The I Don't Believe You 
award this morning goes to Brandon Staley. He's the Chargers head coach for now. Who had to take the podium last night in Vegas, baby. And what happens in Vegas is seen by the whole world when they put it on Thursday Night Football. And the whole world saw the Chargers lose 63-21 to the Raiders. Yeah, it's the same Raiders team that got shut out last week by Minnesota at home. Um, It's the most points the Chargers have allowed in franchise history. It's the most points the Raiders have ever scored in franchise history. Yet, asked after the game if he should remain the Chargers coach. He said, quote, I know what I've done here for three years, and I know what I've put into this, and I know what we're, where we're capable of going. I know the type of coach I am. I believe in myself. And I don't believe you. And if you do believe in yourself, then you need to go to one of those self-help seminars this offseason. You know the ones? Yeah. That self needs to embolden a little bit. Listen. The Browns are right. The Browns are like, all right, whatever it takes, man. Joe Flacco, if you want to play good football and get us into the playoffs, we'll just pay you for the victories. He got a one-year deal yesterday, so he's off the practice squad. It includes four million dollars in incentives based on winning. He'll make seventy-five thousand dollars for each of the remaining four regular season games. He wins this season per the source. If they make the postseason, he'd make 250 for a wild card, 500 for a divisional round, a million for an AFC championship game, and two million for a Super Bowl. So there you go. Pay for play. Go get him, Joey Flacco. I'll pull for you outside of that opening round wild card loss you may have here in Jacksonville. Just saying. Oh, the parlay picker. Parlay picker had to go in front of the court yesterday. The former Jags financial employee. Learns he faces a maximum of 30 years in prison. I don't understand the up to a $500,000 in, in fines. I mean, he pleaded guilty to stealing more than $22 million. Not sure how $500,000 pays it back. But over a four-year period, Amit Patel uh, degenerated. I wore a dark suit yesterday. Pleaded guilty to the felony charges of wire fraud, illegal monetary transactions. He'll be sentenced by a district court judge at a later date. Uh, Did not uh, respond to requests for comment. Neither did his uh, attorney through email, at least through Mike DiRocco's report. He has been released on a a bond. Give up his passport. All those law and order things that you see on your crime drama television set. Um... Yeah, but we got the story yesterday. The parlay picker is what he went by, apparently, on these these daily fantasy games where, let's just say, he really um, wasn't a winner, quote-unquote. We got Saturday football this week. Three games tomorrow. Love it. Love it. Just a triple header, baby. It's like 1, 4, 30, 8 o'clock. Let's go. One of those games will be the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. They will not have Alexander Madison. This news is important right now, too, for all you fantasy football players, right? We're in week one of the fantasy playoffs. I was thinking last night, what a terrible break for, like, the Keenan Allen owners or the Justin Herbert owners. You know, they've ridden them all year. Here you are last night. You get nothing for them. I have to count on Alexander Madison. Don't. He will not play this uh, week, this Saturday, in fact. The Packers' A.J. Dillon has a broken thumb from the Monday Night Football game, yet still hasn't been completely ruled out. Now, Aaron Jones is hamstring, groin, I don't know, one of those soft tissue leg injuries, so he hasn't been at uh, full strength either. Seahawks trying to fight and stay in playoff contention. 
Got another tough one this week, man. We've talked about some of these schedule stretches these teams have been on. Throw the Seahawks into that, right? The last three, they were at Dallas. They were at San Francisco. And now they host a Philadelphia team that I imagine isn't in a real good mood. I could get Geno Smith back, though, as Pete Carroll says his quarterback feels, quote, really good trying to come back from a groin injury. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. We welcome Matty Every into the uh, festivities, our Friday fiesta. When we come back on the other side of the break, it's Green for Life Friday. Trust Green for Life for all of your commercial roll-off needs. You are immersed in the drill on 92.5 FM. It's Friday. Oh, yes, it is. Friday is here. I'm going to say that rain slicker is darn near see-through. She's got a little rain slicker on Friday, does there she is. Oh. I love when she wear that little see-through yeah. thing. <laughs> Settle down. A little emotion, please. Hey! Oh! I'm not going to be so disrespectful as my cohort would be. Just, <laughs> we'll wish, we'll wish uh, Friday a good morning. Good morning, Friday. Carry on. They're everywhere, people. She goes hard on Thursdays, too. Yes, now. she does. She knows it's coming. She knows the weekend's coming. Only prettier girl of the week is Saturday. Friday's got a little, got a little dirty in her. Hey, Big Head. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Friday. Hey, Friday. Friday's for me. Uh, how we doing, my friend? Doing great. Thanks for being with us this week. It's made it, uh, made it a fun week. Yeah. They're raving about Four days in there. a row. Yeah. I mean, it's, they've answered the bell. It's Becoming like a, a morning person. It's like an again. early tea time. I, I, it was easier to wake up this morning. It was. 5 a.m., bam. You're ready to go. Let's go. Wow. You got all kinds of golf coming up this week. You live the life of just luxury. I, I want to be mad every. If you could be a lot of people, and being mad every wouldn't be the worst, E.T., yeah, you know what? You ain't lying. I mean, every time I get these stories, like, like, that was mismatched the stories. Yeah, I was there. Every was there. What? Where? With who? It's just all uh, over the place, man. You're a man about town. You're like the Gatsby no, of local golf. That's not true at all. <laughs> that is not true at all. Um, you were telling me that you were going to put, we've got this phenom locally. Yeah, Miles is Russell. Russell. He plays out at Atlantic Beach. And now, I mean, he's like. And he is. He is. Like a, at, at the age he is of 10. A, he is a full-on world beater right now. He's like, like. Maybe number one in the world in his age group. Yeah. If he's not, he's certainly up there. And wow. he's, he's a local kid right here. And Matt yeah, broke gonna, his heart He's going to get to pick where he goes to college, yeah. probably. Yeah. And you broke his heart. Uh, but no, I didn't. <laughs> um, he he don't care about playing with me. I got invited to play with him yesterday, and I was all about it. Yeah. And then I to- it just the most me move ever. I totally forgot I committed. Uh, Already to golf. Yeah, yeah I'm playing with um, Billy Tyson and... And uh, my, uh, Billy Horschel. Yep. And then Tyson Alexander and his dad, Buddy, who's Billy and I's college coach. We're Buddy Alexander. Today. Sure. I know yeah. nobody well. I got lots of Buddy stories. They're probably not as good as yours. Probably not. Because I, yeah. Knowing both of you, I imagine there's some stories. <laughs> you tell us some good stories. We, we are going to eavesdrop on one of your podcasts Ooh. and we're ready to roll. But I listen, you get the beat button. Well, that's ready? what I said. I listened to said clips and now it's a full <laughs> morning of work for of ED ed- of just, editing. To, just to clean this thing up. You've, you, you uh, just, you're man. potty mouthed over what, there what down, straight do down have? the middle-ish. What clip do we have here? There, he sent a few. We got the one where he's, you know, half, half, uh, Drunk after sitting there all day. Okay. Yeah. The child support. Uh, yeah. That screamed uh, so that out. Do you want yeah. me to give like a. a... We've got that. No. We, he. I, I put him to work. We'll play okay. some clips. We got to get the general idea. I liked the Rory Sabatini one because it's so against the current. It so is. And, and he so, was telling it. I was like, ah, I wouldn't be telling. And, this, I ha- and I also have a Rory Sabatini story myself. Oh, really? Mine is not near as. Um, it's, it's not dis- unflattering. Yeah. 
Rory was aligned with Nike back in the day, and okay. one of the weeks. What, of, what, what year? What year is this? This is going to be late nineties ish. You know, maybe early two thousands ish. Like He's just young coming up on, and coming, young Rory up Sabatini. and coming, brash, cocky, yes. confident, like the most ever. A hundred percent. I didn't have a terrible experience with him. This isn't going there. Uh, he was doing something with Nike, and he had the like the Flagler golf team. Uh-huh. And we were at, gosh, I don't know, and I don't know how I was involved or, or what through what you know parameter. But at the end of the day, I, uh, Rory, and I played golf with the Flagler golf. We had a couple of the Flagler golfers, and then the rest of the golf team. So I played. Uh, I think we were at Cimarron back in the day. So played nine with with Rory Sabatini, and it was my first real look into like. When a guy's of your level take it seriously and when they're just, gosh knows what he must have been working on. Because I walked, I played, you know, nine holes with Rory Sabatini like the Monday before the players that week. And dude shot like 40. Okay. I mean, and hit like a screamer. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this bro's going to shoot 95 out of players. How <laughs> it's is so he different get... when and the then he gun turn... goes off. My point is he turns around, and it's like day one of the players, co-leader, 68, Roy Sabatini. <laughs> I was like, how? How in the world? He was, uh... But he was he was a little bit cocky aloof. That's just his nature, get... his that's personality. A, that's a gift for him, though, to be that way. You I guess. I mean? It helps yeah. him. It helps yeah, him that's what it that kind yeah. of motive. He's been through some stuff. Last time I saw him, I, he, he looked like he was a vampire. Or he, Dude, he has he been, went to some, been through a lot. What, did he marry into and he's changed his citizenship? Or yeah, no? well, there and was, then he changed it, it his was, look it was to look like of, it? It was kind of funny. Nah, he, uh, okay. He did change his look to look like it. He did, too. He looks like a, like a For Vladimir. For uh, Rory... I mean, you'll hear it. He is he's up there. You for like me. him. And you guys call him a 10. Me, a 10. Every time 10. I see him, he makes me smile. That's how I judge people. Like if you if I'm smiling when I see you, I, I like you. Yeah. Um <laughs> he's just funny, dude. I mean, he is who he is. He, he I don't know if I believe this story. Listen, that, that, he's that, South African. Yeah. So I don't think he would have made the Olympic team if he was if because under like how the qualifications were. Okay. He married a Slovakian girl. Okay. The second So he could make the Olympics? <laughs> he changed his citizenship to Slovakia and gets in the Olympics and wins the silver medal. Did he and has he changed back now to South Africa? Is he still with chess, the girl? Not checkers. Uh, chess, <laughs> not checkers. Uh, uh, perhaps um uh, perhaps that's true. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll revisit. We're gonna go down your podcast path at some point of this morning. I got a lot of good uh, football talk about it. I kind of marvel this morning as I got here. I don't for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the recent struggles, if it's the rain that's coming, if there's a little more. Well, maybe I'll phrase it this way: less optimism. But I don't feel the excitement that we should be feeling for hosting Sunday night football for the first time in ages. The Jaguars haven't even had that Sunday night spotlight since 2008. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, and, it's 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 the it, weather and the two losses. It's a we're combo. Off of. It yeah, is it right. Has, it has to be. It's damped it, it like down it. a little bit. And and look, I my job here in the morning is, and I frankly don't care. I, I don't judge fandom by the number of you know butts in the seats, by who chooses to buy season tickets and who can't. I, and I don't look at all that. You can be a fan and not follow all of the same parameters. But I do know this. The good, tried, and true dominant teams in the NFL. If you went to a game in San Francisco this weekend and it was the same weather forecast, it would be shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. If you went to a game in Philly or Dallas Those or Blue Blood organizations or, or Buffalo or Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh even, yeah. if you went in, go to Cleveland this weekend, go to a lot of places mm-hmm. with this weather forecast, Cincinnati even, and it wouldn't, it won't be dampening their 
excitement. They'll uh-huh. it, they'll you know, those crazies in Buffalo would embrace it. You know, they they'd probably build a water park outside the stadium if it was pouring down rain. So, and I don't say this to like judge you into going or not going. I'm just saying that's what it looks like. That's what it feels like to be a contender. And you know, a, an amazing opportunity. And this happens in the NFL more than any other sport to completely flip the narrative on this football team. You could do it in one week. Yeah. If they if they can go and figure out a plan, execute a plan that gets a big. You know, and again, these are extracurriculars, but they're important to us fans. We want our team to look good in in Cincinnati and L.A. and everywhere that's watching Sunday Night Football, mm-hmm. right? We want to. We want. How about we go win a game thirty four fourteen? We jump ahead twenty one nothing. We get to the quarter. We force a turnover. We get the running game going. How about we? We want something like that just to feel good. Now, listen, you'll take a win in any way at you know shape or form you can get it, but. There is an opportunity to be right back in the conversation of, of being among the conference's best, not just treading water and winning a pillow fight in a weak division. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and, and it's a good opportunity when you look at, you know, Tennessee's play in Houston this week, and there's only been one quarterback this year who's got a concussion and played the next week. Yeah, Stroud's Brock still— Brock Purdy, and we don't even know if Stroud's playing. Tennessee's, you know, they're— they're playing some motivated ball right now. We might get another gift of Houston losing again. Yeah, and Houston is, and Indy have to play each other, yeah, too. It, it, it just it, it, it would be a massive turnaround. Well, and and it's there's also the mathematical reality that, that we uh, spoke of yesterday. By the way, somebody told me Hacker had uh, gone down that math wormhole the night before, so shout out to Hacker for, for kind of pointing out and realizing that, too. Shout out to Hacker, period. Yeah, I love you, that guy. Right, but the, Hacker, are you listening right now, my man? If you are... He probably is. We may have a scene from Porky's. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> if you saw the movie, you know. If you know, you know. Um... <laughs> uh, that had nothing to do with Hacker and any... That wasn't, that wasn't a fat joke. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna be up up front. And I didn't if you, take it that if way. you don't know the movie and you just heard me say that, it was no uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Et, do you even know what the movie Porky's is? Negative. Yeah, negatory. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what I mean. So you probably thought I was making a fat joke, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah. See, there. <laughs> uh, at least I had the foresight to correct that. I'm being told on the text line the weather ain't gonna be that bad. Good. But to your point, these these. I mean, do we really believe that Indy and, and Houston are gonna go four and zero? But I will say this. I don't are the Titans eliminated? The Titans are what, five and eight now? They play us five in the eight. last game. Let me just if we somehow get to to if we somehow lose the rest and we're eight and eight going into the Titans game, does that bring them back in? I don't think look, first that's not happening. They're they're not eliminated yet. Uh they're not, right? Mm-hmm. No. And and they, by the way. They may have three division games, or is it the other? No, it's Houston has three division games, but the Titans still they have two. Uh, the Titans play us; they play Houston. Yeah. Houston plays Tennessee twice; they play Indy. Mm-hmm. You said Indy and Tennessee play this weekend. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe Houston and Tennessee are done then because Tennessee. Oh no, that's not their division record. Yeah, they've only played three division games. They got three to go. So, uh, and Houston has three to go. We played five of our six. Uh, and the tiebreaker. To, I don't know if Tennessee could. Ca- well, they could catch us if they went nine and eight. That make us. You know, if we go nine and seven, even into that game, it's not. It's the exact opposite of last year. Tennessee has plenty to play for this week. Is what I'm. Yeah, what yeah. I'm getting. That, at. They're, they're not laying. They're not done yet. <laughs> let me let me stop your five minute veer off course here. I'm only saying that Tennessee has a lot to play for this week. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Good. Yeah. I like that. And you might want to look at them in the five pack. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. See, you I might don't want I, to. 
This is listen. The five. Pack, I love the card this week, Jeff. The, love the, the card. The five pack is a is a focused journey down an often disappointing tunnel. And when the, when they, when the opinions come flying at me from all other angles, it just it leads to just a jumbled, confused mess. So I'm gonna need some assurances. I was from you okay. With I, I, full disclosure, I I didn't listen to any of the show this morning. I was researching this week's card. <laughs> That's why well, I maybe I'm not opposed to using you as a consultant. I'm okay, not at all. If you need to consult, but I'm, it better I'm be here. a winning I'm week. Here. That's just I'm telling you. I got stats to back it up. Okay, I, I listen. Vegas is lit up with bright lights from stats like the ones that you got. <laughs> okay. So right. uh, there's that. By the way, I've got today's Shazam spotlight. I got to get this out. <clears throat> this one really is. Sometimes when you unleash the Shazam spotlight, the dude goes, "What really?" So are you ready to go? What really? Yeah. And for those of you wondering, today's Shazam Spotlight does not involve Dwight Howard. Oh, my gosh. Oh That's it. That's gosh. all I'm saying about it. E, all what I'm the say, heck? Hey, all I'm saying, that's all I'm saying. Y'all, what is going okay, on with that guy? Okay, listen to me. All I'm saying is that Dwight Howard is not going to be the Shazam Spotlight. We can just leave it at that. If, if Guggen's one, so what's he talking about? Uh-huh. That's on y'all? Yeah. Kind of new meaning to double coverage in the post. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the double team in the post took on a little different meaning in a in a topic that's not today's Shazam Spotlight. You feel me? Today's Shazam Spotlight is this. Uh, the NFL is the most popular game in, in the country, right? Yeah. Carolina Panthers aren't having a very good year, are they? Carolina Panthers have a home game this weekend. If you're interested in going to the Carolina Panthers home game this weekend, I don't know who they're playing. Is it the Falcons, maybe? It's Falcons. So the Carolina Panthers, I, I, in fact, I might have to pass this on to my Falcon-loving son. But if you, if you want to go to the Carolina Falcons game this week, if you got a couple of quarters, you're in. On StubHub or whichever one, I think this is StubHub, one of the ticket services. Uh, right now, uh, the lowest priced seat in the building, 45 cents. Tickets for the Panthers games starting at 45 cents this Sunday. 45 cents. Now, that, you know that, that. Are they doing that as a joke? They're doing or? that just to be mean. They can't go to the game. They don't care what they can get for it. It's section five, whatever. Um, so they're not going to get anything for them. They know that. And I think just instead of eating them, it's more embarrassing. It sends a, a more critical shot by just trying to unload them for 45 cents. How do you come up with 45 cents, by the way, y'all think? Huh? I don't know. Big Caleb on Chason fans, are they? Yeah, how, how do you come up with the 45? There's today's Shazam spotlight. And here you were thinking the NFL had outpriced the little guy. Mm-hmm. Did you see those ridiculous ticket prices for the Dodgers? You brought that up yesterday. Was that you? No. Oh, was that you? Uh, you that did it. Trending. trending. Yeah. You know, the, it, the price of fandom has gone up in L.A. because the, the Shohei contract may have been deferred. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ticket prices sure have not. How are our ticket prices? They have gone state? up just on an average home game out there. What was it, like $600 Three, or something? Like 364%. Yeah, they've just gone through the roof, man. Uh, I bring this up because Shohei met the media yesterday, and the Dodgers, it looks like, will stay active, and they're going to uh, make a deal for this Tyler Glasnow, a pitcher for the Rays. Uh, the Rays' unbelievable business model has them consistently contending despite selling off their best players year after year after year. Uh, Glass now is look. He's injury prone. He, he was at one point linked to the Braves. You said that yesterday. They were getting ready to sell off some guys. Yeah, and and so I don't know if if I don't know what the ROI is going to be, but the deal will be contingent on LA working out an extension. 
perhaps they're going to ask Glass now if maybe they can defer until 2064 for him. I, and I don't know. It's, it, it'd be a much-needed arm for L.A. I'm not you know, dismissing the signing, but, uh, you know, like a lot of guys, got to stay healthy, and he's one of those guys that hasn't <clears throat> really proven to be able to do that um, as consistently, probably, as, <clears throat> as you would need to. <clears throat> Did you see the totally Nick Saban move? Yeah, hiring the ex-staffer. Hires the uh, ex-Michigan assistant. Um, now, not the one who's not who, the, yeah, not the, the yeah, right. Not the mole. He didn't hire the mole, but he did hire. That's former, a definitely a thirty for thirty. Well, that's coming yeah. right. At the end of the day, we're going to learn that it was actually Steve Bartman. Bartman was <laughs> was the assistant going by uh, alias. Uh, no, this guy's an assistant, George Hilo. He has been added to Alabama's coaching staff ahead of the uh, semi-matchup, which, by the way, is just barely over a week away now. Hilo was the Michigan linebackers coach in 2021 and 2022. They parted ways back in February after uh, Michigan brought in a cat from Ole Miss to coach the linebackers. Um, I like this line. It's not immediately known what Hilo's role will be. Yeah. Yeah. but he won't be one of the 10 on-field assistants. No, Hilo's going to be breaking it out in the defensive playbook from every angle. I saw Alabama's getting Jalen Milrow back. I, I, that seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, no, Where's he going to go? Yeah. He's not ready for the NFL. And credit him for being smart enough and credit the NIL for probably paying him more than any rookie deal would bring him. And that's a reality of some of these quarterbacks too now. The ones that are going to be fourth to seventh round draft picks, many of them can get an NIL deal that would pay them more than what their rookie wage scale would uh, in the NFL, so I'm sure Milrow will be quite handsomely uh, rewarded. What what a fascinating game that that Bama Michigan game is. I I I have this feeling Bama's just gonna. I think Bama's them. gonna win it all, and 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 yet somehow people will claim, well, that doesn't prove anything. That's what I that's, I can see it working that way. Like Bama, well, that still doesn't mean they should have been in. That's what someone. My will buddy, say. my buddy, about two months ago got Bama at twenty to one. Yeah, you told us that. Yeah, that that's it's a smart to look. I'll give you one right now to do. Hmm. You ready for one? Wait, what sport? NFL. Let me give you the futures bet to make right now. And I don't know what you got, but you still probably get them close to that. 15, 20 Buffalo to one. Bills. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. You, you ride a good day. Also, I've done, I've done this a couple this of times. Week. I did this with the, I did it with the Rams the year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I jumped on them, you know, December-ish when mm-hmm. they were still 16, 20 to one. I did it with the Lakers the year they won in the bubble. I said, jump on them. You know, there, this is a, it, <clears throat> It's a good bet, man. I don't like playing futures bets when the season I, begins. But if you jump now and you just do a little bit of configuring, I, you can find one. I got a good futures <clears throat> bet. We got time? Yeah. Uh, um, I Remember that? Yeah, the dude, he's been in the news recently, that Billy Walters guy with Phil Mickelson. Did you read that book? No, but I I got paired with him one year at, um, at Pebble Beach. He was my amateur partner. Okay. And it was when Peyton, just talking about uh, – Futures bets. Uh, Peyton was a free agent. He just left uh, the Colts. Yeah. yeah. And he hadn't signed anywhere. And he told me to bet the Jets. He was betting the Jets to win the Super Bowl the next year because he New York was making a play to get both the Manning brothers in the city. And at the time, the Jets' odds were like 50 to 1, you know? And he didn't go there, so it didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Cool story. He tried to give you. Tried yeah. to give you the tried inside. Tried to help me out. Yeah. And that shows you. How, and that guy, by the way, is known to be the quote, the most successful sports gambler. E.T., you know what he wins at? You know what his clip is? No. The most successful sports gambler in the world. Hits 57%, I think it was, of his games. Yeah. yeah. 57. That's it. Mm. You better just hit the right <laughs> Vegas, ones, I guess. Man. Vegas. 
It's hard, man. They put those lines where they do for a reason. They know that it just blows my mind. (sighs) And then then let me tell you this too. Like as we do the five pack later, I'm sorry, you're not listening to uh, uh, what's our what's our Veasan. Yeah, you're not listening to Veasan Radio. We'll move on. (laughs) This degenerate talk. All right, but it's also hard. The bowl games have become so hard because you don't know who's playing. I mean, if you're going to bet a college football bowl game, you better do a dive in it. Like who's opted out? Who's in the portal? Who's not playing? Which quarterback? You know and because there's a bunch of those bowl games there, sprinkled there in this are, weekend. Just, well, there are services that will tell you who's not uh, playing for sure. in those games. Yeah, but most people don't bet that way. The smart ones do. The really, you know, a lot of people just like a game and throw it at that's it. That's what yeah. I'm like, oh, Florida. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I would do. See, there you go. Uh, let's take our first break. Uh, Matty Evers in with us for a uh, uh, for another day here on this Friday. Uh, Hicken is back. We're back to quote normal on Monday. Jack's got a big one on on Sunday night. Let's dive into what I kind of concluded is a reality to this football team and where it stands right now when we come back on the other side. We've got the quarterback whisperer, Danny Thompson, coming your way at 8 o'clock this morning and the aforementioned Friday five-pack at about 8.30 when the cat joins us as well. So it's a GFL Friday. That's green for life. Look for those bright green trucks and cans all over Jacksonville this morning and weekend. Uh, You're listening on 92.5 FM. Hit it. All right, we're back on the Football Friday. And I think the reality, uh, Matt Every in studio with us. we got the Friday five-pack an hour out. It means we're crunching and crunching the numbers in the break. Um, uh, the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson, right? Eight o'clock, E, we're good to go with Denny. Cool. Uh, apparently, no one has seen Porky's. Again, there's certain times. I don't feel old. I feel young for my age. I do. Just because of the age my kids are. I'm active, you surprise me all you you surpri- young. You surprise me all the okay, time. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. But when like something like that comes up, when you throw out a movie like Porky's and everyone just looks at you blank, man. If you're all right, if you're my age, you're like, oh man, yeah, that ain't cool, you know. And then on the text line, there was somebody pointed out real good. So this is what it would be for for like y'all. Porky's was like that. My I hate to call it generation. That sounds even older. Uh, Porky's was my era's American Pie. Same, same, pretty much same. Porky's was American Pie before American Pie. Correct. That same kind of silly, you know, tension among teenagers. You know how, you know what I'm saying? Real similar type deal. Now, the plot's not the same. Nothing like it, but it's that same kind of uh, flavor. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, look, here's a reality. I've reached with our Jaguars coming up this weekend. Okay? The winner of the game this weekend is going to defy what the – what your typical cliche is about a big football game, and that is this. And I've been doing this for a long time, and this would come up on every analyst's lips at some point. Every coach's press conference would say, typically the team that can run the ball and stop the run yeah. controls football games. Throw it out the window. Jags are fourth against the run. The Ravens aren't going to conventionally run through the Jags. We will. The Jags will be just fine in putting the Ravens in down-and-distance situations, third and four or more. We've stopped the run all year long, save one game. Even the, the, the Browns last year didn't, last week didn't run it for nothing. We have, we have stifled running games all season long, okay? On the other side, and I think the coaches can't tell us this, the Jags have lost all faith and confidence in the run game. I mean, how else can you explain taking your injured quarterback on the road and throwing it 50 times while running ETN 14, right? I mean, that all the proof you need is we don't believe we can run the football. I, don't tell anyone. Shh, don't tell anyone. We can't run the ball. And it's why we see 
I think some kind of desperate moves at times. You know, to me, going fourth and three is desperate. That's, you know, look, we've talked about it this week. We disagree. Uh, so the bottom line with this is, and this is where we sit, and this is why outside our Jacksonville bubble where we're trying to build our optimism back, and we do know that the ceiling of this football team can go make us happy on Sunday night. That's certainly well well within totally the realm of possibility. But out there and about, that's not what people think. We're a home dog. And people think the Ravens will think it's for good reason. So it's going to come down to the Ravens passing game. And I consider Lamar Jackson's rush yards to be part of their passing game. They won't go on his passing stat. But if Lamar runs for 41 off of a, of a scramble, off of a pressure, that may as well be a 41-yard pass to somebody. And it's going to come down to that versus the Jaguars passing game and production. And here's where it gets kind of sketch. And here's why, if you think back to what Trent Balky said last offseason, we immediately panned it the next morning as the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And that is basically, to paraphrase here, the assumption that, quote, sacks don't really matter. They damn sure do. Other than a turnover, they're the second most devastating play that a defense can put on an offense. You hit their quarterback, you make them lose yardage, and they lose it down. So sacks are infinitely more important than, quote, affecting the quarterback. Especially when the quarterback, sometimes you affect Lamar Jackson into about a 30-yard kick in the mouth, right? So affecting the quarterback, be damned, you need to sack the quarterback. And on this season, as documented here on this program, thanks to the sack bet, the Jacks have gotten to the quarterback 27 times. The Ravens have gotten to the quarterback 49 times already this year. Jeez. 49 sacks, and we've got four games to go. So if you watch the pundits this weekend, Sunday night before the game, when they go through their 41 man and woman staff, and they ask each to make a prediction, and they, this one says Ravens 30 to 20, and this one says Ravens 20 to 13, and this one says Ravens 37 20, and... There's a reason they are doing that. And it's what the Jaguars are going to have to overcome this weekend if they're going to win the game. I don't think – now, there's this side. The Ravens' rush defense is the weaker of – they're the number two defense overall, and they're they're, they're like number three or four against the pass, and they have 49 sacks. Doesn't seem like a prudent way to attack. But if you have no running game Mm – and the Jags, let's don't sugarcoat this. Any, let's. The, he, well, Etienne's clearly not a hundred percent, and then with our O line the way it already is, it's what. What do you want him to do? Now, I mean, look, I, I say this, understanding that that Travis Etienne is fifth in the NFL in rushing, but I think it speaks to that's a, that's a down year running that's the, the way football the game. The game is now. It just there's there isn't a. But ton but of he, here is the reality, though. Okay, you ready for this? Do you, you know what the last hundred yard game Travis Etienne had? Mm-mm. I mean, season long and where you stand, okay, I, I, I'll grant you all of those things. But at the end of the day, the gold standard set and remains yeah, for many, running backs. How many 100-yard games, games this year? Uh, Travis Etienne's last 100-yard game came on October 8th against the Bills in London. London. He went 26 for 136. He started a streak of three straight games where he scored two touchdowns. Um, do you know the other 100-yard games on Travis Etienne's game log this year? Yeah, that'd be none. It's his only 100-yard game this year. Here's the last five games for Travis Etienne, and I bring this up not to downgrade Etienne, to downgrade the running game in general and an obvious lack of belief. Again, 
Trevor threw it 50, 50 sometimes last week. ETN ran it 14. What what would you what would you do different? Um before we I attempt to answer that, and I don't know what the answer is. These are Travis Etienne's rush yards the last five games. 35, 45, 56, 52, 35. Mm-hmm. Is that a con- what what do you is that I think the more, O-line is, is that O-line I, or I think him? the O-line is not is is way substandard for a contender. I'd I think feed, mm-hmm. I'd feed the O-line hot sauce before the game cuz yeah, that's they're the, just that's yeah. It. And now, now look, they're they're professional football players. Are keeping it within perspective, but measured against their peers, what I see other O lines do, I think they're just a subpar O line uh, across the board. Then on top of that, gets beat up and battered. They're using a different combo every week. Could get Walker Little and Ezra Cleveland back this week. Perhaps that'll help. Uh, what what do I do? I I can't do anything different. I just got to do it better. Mm-hmm. I think the offense, even with its foils and foibles and 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 extreme in some cases, uh, disbelief in Trevor and what he can do, the 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 play calling and Press Taylor, they still seem to at the end of the game end up with twenty four to thirty points one way or the other. I and mean, it's going to be on the defense returning to some sort of level that they played at earlier in the year. I I don't think the Jags are going to win the game thirty seven to thirty. What was the score last year here? Something like that, wasn't it? Shootout. It was yeah, it was it was high scoring, especially late. We had to come from behind like we did so many times last year. Mm-hmm. Got to get some home field advantage too, dude. We don't win at home. I, it's just it's it's that too. By the way, to come full circle, kind of feeds into where's the excitement, man? We got well, prime time Sunday night football. Where think and about by the way, last like three prime time games we had, we had the uh, Sunday night one against the, the Titans. Titans. That right? was awesome. But we we played. Terrible. No, but the crowd was great, and yeah, they had a but, great time. We played terrible that, that night. We didn't play great. The next one was the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. We played a great second half. We've had one good half of football in prime in prime time. In, well, with primetime game? Well, that's yeah. Well, the, the Bengals game was back and forth. We had a, the Bengals game was lost when we couldn't just step on their throat in the first quarter. Up 7 yeah. nothing, ball at the 40, go backwards, punt, and, you know, it just didn't. Has our punter lost his fastball a little bit? I, like I don't know. He should be good in practice. So, huh? 28-27 was the score last year. That what, that's what it was. And Cleveland's punter last week was oh ridiculous. He was, was a game changer. Yeah, that dude had a cannon. Yeah. That dude had a cannon. Um, uh, By the way, uh, shout out not just to the text on Design by Lifetime Enclosures, but uh, Scobie has texted me this morning. Uh, uh, Keith Catlin has texted me this morning that the Bama, uh, the, the Bama signed assistant was it George Hilo? This Jacksonville guy lives in Deerwood. That's awesome. So, um, <laughs> it, uh, such a Bama move, though. And the guy, this guy Hilo, who apparently lives in Deerwood, Jacksonville guy, uh, coached at Michigan the last two years. Not this season, it's but such 20, a troll move. Twenty one and and, and twenty two. Uh, the, the the portals hopping for I don't know everyone, but Hogtown. I don't know what Billy Napier is really doing at this time, where he could be taking advantage because you know real teams are in bowl games. I mean, you have undivided attention. You could be uh, uh, allotting to the to the to the transfer portal, and still crickets chirping in that in that pathway for uh, for Florida. So we shall see. That I did see they got some like recommitments or doubling down on the commitment from some of the recruiting didn't class. Did you just go visit uh, DJ too? Yeah, I think Lagway's. You know, I think he's cool. You know, I mean, from, from a standpoint, I don't think they're going to lose him. But all these other fours and fives—not all of them, but a lot of the fours and fives—the top level that yeah are still technically committed or visiting other places. That's always scary. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's all the one dude. Harrison's going to Miami. You had another one that, that, that has gone to Georgia and, and visited. You had another one go to Texas. You know, um, Miami, you'd probably lose by money. Texas and Georgia, though, are in a lot better shape than Florida is right now. Recruiting's a tough game, man. It's a tough sell. Brutal. Florida's a tough—it's it's hard to imagine that a program that was— Always mentioned as one of the top five jobs in the sport. Yeah, we had when a, they were good. When they were good, we, you wouldn't call it that now. No, we had a random Urban Meyer clip during one of the, you know, comeback ends or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was there. They asked him if he was thinking about coming back to coaching, and he's like, "No chance with them the way it is now." Could you imagine what these coaches have on? Like, if there's any there's, old school, there's in way stuff. too much on their plate now with the, yeah. having to re-recruit their own players. It's that, ridiculous. That's fair. That's fair. All right, that's the uh, 10 minute drill. Uh, just come kind, come courteous, and he'll hook you up with a prize pack. What do we got there today? Oh, uh, we got a pair of tickets to see the uh, Turnpike Troubadours live at Daly's Place on April 6th. Holla at your boy. All right, sounds good. 641 You can take care of that. Uh, the Whisper is coming up here within the half hour. Uh, Friday, five pack is coming up today. Come back on the other side. Well, we're going to go straight down the middle, is on him. Okay. You like that? Sure. Matt, every in with us this week. You're listening to the drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Oh, we got a speed trap alert in play. Now, doggone it, where did I put it? Uh, here we go. Wonderwood eastbound before A1A. Keep those uh, speed status. Brought to you by Catlin Trucking Center. I'm sorry I didn't notice your haircut. Yeah, I did. Time for Chip. To you find don't do new, much. Find a new hiding spot. You don't do much with your with your uh, with you your mean? haircuts. You when mean? I get a haircut, it's like obvious. Like a lot, they cut a lot off. Yours, you like you're like cloth and style. It's like a month and a half, dude. I thought you cut said you off. got a haircut. You didn't really get one. No, I did. I got about a month and a half oh. worth the hair cut off. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, but still, but again, because the way you style and quaff. I don't all, style my French. hair. I, it yes, wakes you up do. Like there you is do the nothing unsty- in this. I know it's the unstyled style. Stop it! I the know what you're doing. Unstyled style. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Is it? Yes. Um, what interactions have you had? What's your uh, opinion? Um, your your experience with Greg Norman? Uh, I have, I have had zero interactions. Were you a Norman fan growing up? I I didn't not like him. I, um, in one of these, the guy actually that in the uh, clip that we have coming up, he was a massive Greg Norman fan growing up. I bet. I I know he got paired with him and it was one of those cases where you don't want to meet your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. That's also believable. Yeah. I one time went down. This was, yeah, I was just starting, man. I'm in my early 20s i'm working at the abc station here in jacksonville that ironically was in this very building it was channel 17 the abc affiliate and this was back when uh, it was the nestle it wasn't the arnold palmer invitational it was the nestle classic and it played the week before the players championship and i worked here um, at channel 17 and we would do a big hour players championship preview show and we got a lot of our material by going down to nestle the monday before before players and you know talking to him about our event and doing different storylines well norman was number one in the world at the time um so obviously he's a key target that you know as as you go down there i believe i thought it may have been the year that he went and set the scoring record here maybe it was a couple years before that but he was number one in the world and i try you know again you guys would annoy the heck out of me um, I mean, the, you guys the pro golf the pga tour it's the worst you know my justin leonard story i've told that one i had before. a great relationship with the media yeah you, well you're yeah probably i just i mean i know i i don't i don't like i hate a guy y'all you, you, your types will sit out on the on the drive on the practice range you know someone's there they need three minutes and dilly around yeah. and hit balls and your, your time matter. your time's more important than theirs yeah, 
yeah, when you're sitting there just shooting the breeze with some tailor-made rep, and you're really not working on anything, or we're smart enough, right? You know, if it's a Tuesday, I think you got a point. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's a Monday yeah. or Tuesday, and this yeah. isn't. But Norman is just tra- he's just finished his practice round. Yeah, I just more than anything, I'll just talk to you while I walk up to the clubhouse. Here's, sure, you know, no, I keep, I keep at it. No, I keep at it. No, I mean, so surly. I said, hey man. I remember Jackson. We got the players next week. You're the number one player in the world. I'm interviewing you today, bro. Yeah. You know, I didn't say it exactly like that, but that's, I'm pleading my case. I said I, I can't go back without this this interview. I'm yeah. Sorry. So <sighs> he stops. That light goes on, and Buddy pushes the hat back. That smile from ear to ear. Big warm Australian personality, and we were done. <laughs> Never effing again. And walked off. It's just there's. Gosh, I, I had a similar Mickelson experience in the TPC parking lot one year, but I'll leave that one unsaid. That was not shocking. That was probably bones as much as it was um, uh, Mickelson on that one. So yeah, there's my Greg Norman. Well, I bring it up because they, you know, I, is it fair to say that Greg Norman for the most part is rubs people the wrong way? What what yeah. what led to I also, Spencer Levine's I also know, dream crush? I also know people. I, I don't I don't you know don't, the exact okay. thing, but I but I, just, yeah. I know that happened. Yeah. Um, I also know people that like Greg. I know Greg's yeah. lifetime caddy, um, Tony Navarro, uh, adores Greg. I used to, I, I'm, I know a guy. And, he, and Tony's one of the best dudes ever. I know a guy who was his uh, head PR guy for mm-hmm. a number of years. In fact, we did like Barefoot Resort, which Norman has a course at up in, 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 in Myrtle Beach. We did golf trips there, you know. He, he has a restaurant, I think, at some different places. So, and I, I like you, I know some people that have... Tolerate. <laughs> Remember that picture maybe about five years ago that got taken yeah, on the beach? Yeah, he's all very buff for one night. He's got the, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That part. Yeah. Um, I I heard see, he reached out to the guy that photoshopped I think he liked it, it and said, "Hey, thanks." Yeah, man. right. That's I'm what I'm serious. saying. That sums up Greg Norman. <laughs> he would rather have it photoshopped than not. Uh, so uh, there's. I just I'm just thinking like this whole live thing. It's been exasperated. I think by the, an overall negative opinion, a, a bad Q rating for the guy who's the face of your organization. Yeah, but they're they're not getting. The, they don't care. Yeah, they don't. Does, do the Saudis know that like Norman and Mickelson just hate the tour and it's a personal angst, or did they really buy that this is a competitive, ultimate money making, world changing enterprise? I don't think they care. They don't care. No. So do they don't even? Is the goal uh, you you're a, you're a pro golfer? Yeah. Do you think the goal of Live is to put the PGA Tour out of business? Kind of, it kind of feels like it. Is that yeah? And yeah. then maybe at that point they could transition to traditional golf because are you offended? Not offended. Are do you are you bothered by fifty four hole shotgun start? I just cl- there's no member guest feel to it. Yeah. Could you play that and then really I, argue I couldn't, that I you're playing? Imagine, I couldn't imagine that being the only show in town for professional golf. Yeah, right. Like, I couldn't imagine. I mean, that. as an aspect like, of it, like even just but... growing up wanting to play in the PGA Tour, certain events, like even like Bay Hill. What yeah. if Bay Hill just goes away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, or TPC. I... What if that just like that to me stinks? I forgetting um, Rom, and that's a shot over the bow between two groups that were allegedly negotiating. It's clear that 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 uh, Jay has lost the confidence of the players, the ones that I know that have told me personally, and then others that you read about, and I think he knows that and. Yeah, I just I wonder. I did now that I also mentioned Tony Finau said that he's staying. He's not going to live. It was rumored yeah, he'd be joining Rom. Surprised me a little. Yeah. Bit. So there's and by the way, 
the PGA Tour is still better. Mm-hmm. I mean, even losing Rom, I mean, that's a big oh, yeah. loss, and they've lost some others, but it's still by far the better, better deeper, deeper, better, deeper. And, and it is. And, and so hopefully, there's enough there that that legacy is important enough. And I just want something to get done here soon, man. Yeah, I mean, we, I, we need we need something. It's hurting. It's it's not. It's gro- been a while. Neither is growing the game. They're the two combined now, and one started it, but the other hadn't helped. Are, are killing interest in golf rather than growing it. Yeah, we need something. All right, I am. Uh, uh, there's rabid interest in the Straight Down the Middle is podcast. What went into the idea to do it initially, and what is the response? We like about a year up and running, maybe even more now. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little more. We do it. We're not. Sorry. Um, I mean, you're not trying to be, you know, pardon my take or. To... No, it's not something I do every day. We do one. We try to do one a week, and it's we've tried to do them all in person. You know, I kind of like the vibe a little better when everyone's in the same room and mm-hmm. it's not over a computer screen. Um, so we've been lucky to have pretty much every, you know, local. You've had Cam, you've had Billy Horschel. Yeah, and then some randoms. And then I've also had some guys who have been in and out of town. And like in this case, uh, one of my best friends, my whole career is named Spencer Levine. He's probably the most mental human I've ever been around. He's a sweetheart, but on the course, he is just, he's something else, man. If you want to, to you you want to be entertained, go to Instagram and just type, Type in Spencer Levine. Just because and of his histrionics or it, his personality? What is every, it about? It's just, he's, he lives and dies on every shot. He <laughs> lives and dies. He is the most sports person ever. He lives and dies on the Sacramento Kings every night. Um, the guy just, he's something else, but uh, he's a riot. All right. Uh, what do we got in there, E? What, is, what, are, what are my... Uh, uh, the, uh, the one with... Uh, we're we're going to start with Rory uh We need that Sabatini. child support story. You yeah, want th- child that, support? One, that one is, you know... That was a lot of work. There's a was lot it? of work in that one. <laughs> I, yeah. can tell, I, I can tell it real quick, and we don't even Tell need that clip. child support one, and then we'll play the other one. Then we'll go to break, and then we got Denny. We got the five-pack. I mean, it was just Friday fun. Oh, you're welcome, Jacksonville. You're uh-huh. welcome. Tell, okay, so uh, Spencer Levine, who I would kind of see, has he won? Maybe got a win? Or he's, just, just no, he's kind, no, of, a, he hasn't kind won. of a card carrier, right, for the most part? Or is he? Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of looks to win, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know the you know I know the name. Now, I watch, you know, I'm psycho. I watch the tour every week, but. Yeah, um, a lot of looks to win. Anyways, uh, he was kind of seeing a girl. Anyways, he, he has a baby, <laughs> all right? Has a baby. Yes, and he he lives in California, and they, and they weren't going to end up being together okay him and, the, him and the mother so and and uh spence was kind of reeling too at this time in his career and we're at hartford and and he's playing in the morning on friday as he said he's way off the wagon uh, he's he's a cat he's, who's trying to control his drinking from time to time yeah yeah it's a lonely I, that, it's a lonely place out said. there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it. sure we all have our vices okay and so he had three putted the last and and he played in the morning on Friday. Three putts the last to miss the cut. If he two putts, he makes the cut. Yeah. Okay. And goes, we're all staying at the downtown Marriott in Hartford. And you and, and your buddies, you got the afternoon wave. We're playing in the afternoon. So he's stuck on an island this. by himself. I, don't, I have no clue that this has happened. But uh, right, anyways, right. Uh, we play in the afternoon. Florida and LSU are playing that night for the co- in the College World Series. And uh, get back to the hotel. And at the hotel bar, Spence is there drinking and i already know the drill like he's been in there drinking all afternoon so we go we go up uh i go up take a shower come down we're all gonna go to dinner and there's two tvs one is running the florida lsu game the other is running the golf from that day and patrick reed gets up there 
and he's got like 20 feet for birdie and Spence is hammered and he's watching, he's watching uh, Patrick putt and Patrick just buries it from 20 feet and Spence like puts his head in his hands and he goes, you think he thinks about three putting that? And we're all like, uh, probably not. And he gets up out of his stool and he, he like does this putting motion and he goes, I'm over it. Like, gotta pay child support. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying that to himself. All right. Well, we also have, uh, well, uh, too bad he didn't do him a solid like apparently Rory Sabatini was willing to do. I'm not sure I believe this story. I'm not. Let me hear it again. I don't. Okay. Uh, E, uh, this is uh, Spencer Levine on with Matt. The other voice you hear is our buddy Scott Riley. Uh, Aaron Price is the Australian voice, if you hear that. Okay. And so here's uh, Spencer Levine. You'll hear an Australian voice, Aaron Price, who, who lives here locally. Uh, Maddie uh, and the guys, and, and here is the story he told on Rory Sabatini. And when you hear the beginning, uh, understand this. Rory Sabatini is regularly voted among the most unpopular players on tour. Is that fair? Uh, yeah. Like when you see these usually, play, okay, formal, you, He plays hidden. very fast, so usually fast equates to... He gets mad at people. A-hole. Yeah. And <laughs> usually. Yeah. And then the slow guys are... The Christians. <laughs> yeah. So it, that's kind of how it shakes out out there. <laughs> wow. Well, um, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's how the votes fall. All right. So um, here, here is a discussion of Rory Sabatini, a guy who is certainly not the most popular, but gets rave reviews from both Matt and Spencer Levine. Rory yeah. Sabatini, one to ten, is a ten in my book. I got he's not he, a ten, but he's I, an eight five. He's uh, he's, a, he's a ten for me. I got a Rory story for you. I got a great one for you. Thirty six million. Let's by hear it. Thirty six million. How, how oh my god. So Jamie? so come that's on, what Jamie. Forty six. Forty seven. Forty seven. Forty seven. He's only forty seven. Yeah. yeah. Turned pro in nineteen ninety eight. Wow. Country SVK. SVK. Slovakia. Formerly known as Republic of South Africa. That's right. He's South African though. Yeah. What, let's hear your story. So. You know, people say this about him, this about him, but but in ten in your book, I have to say a ten in my book too. He's always been cool to me. He's always loved me. But there was a time when I, I came off an injury. It was I was doing my medical starts, yeah, and I had to get you know however much point money or points it was, right? So I was really close to getting it. I still had a few more starts to go, but I, in Mexico one year, I was like, if I finish, all I had to do is basically make the cut, and it was like one point away. So I was like way down, like fifty something, and we're playing the last round off the off the back nine. Yeah, he's playing right behind me, and I'm right in front of him, and I had a good last round. And anyway, I get done. I'm literally, it's like a half a point or a point whether I'm going to get it or not. He goes in there after the round and asks what I shot, and he was going to uh-huh. write whatever he needed to write on the last hole, make his score that much higher for me to get that half point if he needed to. Oh, wow. So he would have wrote, a, a you know, whatever it was to stay behind me to get the yeah. point. He would have written a nine if he had to to do it. And I, I never had it. I mean, that was unbelievable to me. We went out that night. I was like, bro, why'd you do that? He's like, oh, it's just what I, and I, just to me. I mean, think about that, Price. Yeah. That's well, incredible. Well, so anytime anybody ever talks about them, they have their stories. I'm like, well, dude, I, I got to praise this guy the opposite. I mean, yeah. nobody's done anything well, uh, like that for I'm me in my life. You know what I'm saying? That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. I don't believe it. Can uh, you do that on tour? Can you just write down whatever you want? Doesn't he get DQ'd <laughs> well, if he on. writes the wrong score? I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, Can simulate. Can you frame this I'm in trying some to sort simulate of reality? A, situ- a situation where this could work. Okay. All right. The only way this could work is if, because I'm kind of with you on this, and, <laughs> and it definitely is frowned upon. <laughs> sure. Um, Maybe just said the only he knew way he didn't it could work to. is if they were they were split teeing on Sunday. Both these guys were like Rory was like last off the back, which is usually last. That's like last mm-hmm. place, and he gets done. He it doesn't matter. He Rory's already probably made two million that year, and he's about to make ten grand. What and if he turns his card in or not, he's still gonna get the ten grand. He just won't get the half of FedEx Cup point. 
So maybe, but I, I, I don't know. And if you got caught doing that, you and I didn't think it was that cool of a story either. There's way better ones in there. That's your producer we just, saying it. Yeah, that was, yeah. Here's the best we got. He said, "No, the best we got. The we best we got. Can't, you can't edit on here. The best we got. It's like being on a Navy frigate. Okay. The the, 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 the what's that? The language that it takes. Yeah, to play yeah no, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Sailor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is listen. And if we play golf today, that'll be very common language. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Nothing to be sad about. No. Diddy Thompson, the quarterback, whispers next. He's like, really? Already? I mean, state of four. What are you clowns doing? Come on, doing? Denny. All right, that's next. Let's talk some football. What do you say? It's a GFL Friday on the drill. All right, booming you back in here on a GFL Friday. The quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson, in with us. Um, Denny, hello. Hello. I always like when Matt's in. Nothing against Dan, but Matt and I have a good time. They're good. Yeah, yeah they, they were just... Chatting it up there in the break. Yeah. Um, how many how many quarterbacks now have you graduated to college football? How many does six points right now have in college football? And that could be you know all levels from all D three to you know FBS. Yeah, all levels were over sixty. So sixty some quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Did when you started were were your first clients, kids, prospects were they already in college and you were working oh, with them, no. or you started with? Yeah. Young guys, and then you just have you know help them get into college, and then you remain. Do you remain, um, like hundred percent with all of them? Do sometimes you split for different reasons? Yeah, no. Unfortunately, with the numbers, like I, when we first started, we took anybody we could get. Sure, like, literally. How anybody. long have you been doing this? Uh full time since two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, okay. something so like that. Fifteen years around or there. So. Yeah, and and it, and it's we were locked in. Like if we had a high school starter, it was excited. Sure. Like fired up the whole day Friday. Um, unfortunately, now or fortunately, one way or the other, like I, I, we went to one high school game this year. Um, it's just gotten busy, and so now, not really taking a whole lot of new clients. It's just focus on the guys. I get, we got for now. for the kids' development. Never mind six points or the yeah. college they went. For the kids' development, the old system where you got a guy ready, he picked a place for coaching staff, offensive, uh, you know, style or whatever the reason. He went there. He stayed four or five years. Yeah. You continued to work with him within the framework of what they were doing. Yeah. I would think that it would make overall for a better experience for the player and for and, and performance of, of a quarterback rather than like constantly be at least lured by a transfer you, portal. You, you, would, or by a, you, you would absolutely think so, but development is the whole process, regardless of where you're at. Okay, like, so it doesn't matter It's that development, much. development, development. We've got this thing down to a science. Um, and, and so there are situations now, and we had one this year where you look at it and you go, okay, there's been a coaching change. And now is this the best system for my skill set? right? Not do I like it here and all that kind of stuff, but you've been in school for two years trying to get, you got an NFL type arm, uh, skill set. Maybe that answer is no. Right. And, and so from a and they didn't feel like they were being developed properly either. So now from a developmental perspective, like, okay, we need to make that next move because the bigger goal is is there's a lot more money on Sundays than there is on NNIL. Do, do your guys and the colleges, is it across the board? They they welcome your access, your input, or is it different for different situations? Yeah, I, I know college coaches. They're prickly. Oh, college, no, you know, I could see I could see like you some some resistance being run in Co some College coaches situations. are like anything else. Like, I, I don't know how many true friends I have in college coach, but, man, let them need something. <laughs> sure. And it is, yeah, it is nonstop. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I, I say this in part two as a – should it be viewed as a a positive 
that Carson bit his time in Georgia and that he didn't fall into the rumor mill of he's transferring here, there, or the other. And I know this season didn't end, you know, like it should. And it put them in line with the teams that have an argument of what just happened. You know, as far as the rankings, I don't think there's a college football fan in the world doesn't think Georgia's a top four team. So if the committee's <sighs> going to take top four, you know, FSU's got some company in that Orange Bowl besides just being in the game. So what was what does that say for him? Is his situation unique? And, and is it ultimately it was the best decision? Well, I think that's, and how close did he come without betraying any kind yeah, of confidence? Yeah, I think that's the, exactly what we're talking about. That's a guy whose development path was best where he was at. Even though he was sitting, um, it was a perfect offense for his skill set. And so, yeah, I, there's not greener grass, right? Not from a developmental. He's, we've always known Carson as a Sunday-type player. And that doesn't mean he couldn't have been playing somewhere no, no, else, no. but he, just he, he long got, vision. He got plenty of offers and a lot of money offers and just really never entertained. There was a rumor. I remember we were driving back from Indianapolis, and there was a rumor that he was in the portal and going to FSU, and this was when they won their first natty. And this was like – it was being reported like it was done. Mm. It was never even a thing. I called FSU. I'm like, why are y'all putting this out? He, he never took it seriously, any of the transfer stuff. He got frustrated, of course, but he always knew that, that Athens was where he was going to develop the best. And he's coming back for another year? I mean, I haven't heard. You don't know. Is that still know. a work in progress? Yeah, we, it's still a work in progress. I mean, he it took him a little while to regain his footing after that Alabama. I bet. Game, right? And so now it's like, now we are working on timelines. Where is, what, what's the deadline? Is it early January, the deadline? It's January 15th, but you don't want to, I, I mean, we need, we, we probably need to have something figured out here in the next few days. Because I, of I, signing day, you want to be fair well, to the team? Well, you don't want to go to Orange Bowl and answer all these questions. And, yeah. and then on top of that, yeah, yeah. So you think it's a, at least, at, I mean, I, I feel like you probably know the answer. I'm not going to get it here at, at 817 on a Friday morning. Do you think it's at least a 50-50 of whether or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so, so. there's. And, and, you know, they laughed at me when I started suggested weeks ago, months ago, Denny, that mm-hmm. this guy's skill set looks like by the time all this is said and done, he will be number eight in the mock draft. Well, that's the interesting thing. Yeah. People people love him at the next level. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, the, the – We had a great year. I don't – The decision is difficult. Well, it's just his prototype, too. Like, he's yeah. a lot quicker than you think. Yeah. Just the way he's built, he's the way – some wheels. Yeah, man. He's he's an athlete, and what he's got between the years is rare, so – I he it's not there's not a bad decision. It, well, it's I'm, a win-win because I mean another year of big time experience doesn't hurt. Either. Wouldn't hurt. No, right? I mean he hadn't played football in three years until this year. And when you look at the that positive side of going back, look at their schedule. And they're going to be good, man. What, they're going to be successful. And they play Austin. They played the University of Texas the day before the F one race. So just for that reason, I'm kind of hoping he goes back. Yeah. <laughs> just for that. That's reason. That's a big one out there too, by the way. Yeah, that F one is. Caught on. Denny, I got a youth sports question for All you. Right. I, got a, I got a sweet boy. He's a sixth grader. Loves the game. He's got a good arm. Um, how competitive is it? How many dads are coming to you saying, hey, my son wants to be a quarterback? And oh how many gosh. are you going, hey, hey uh, yeah, you might want to look at something else? Well, I, I don't ever say that at that age because you don't know. Yeah, you, you literally have no idea. But the number of calls and texts that I get, I have this kind of rule. I shouldn't say it out here on air, but if you tell me your kid's elite and they're in third grade, I don't know. Yeah, like uh, third graders aren't elite. Like it just not athletically. There, it's maybe they're developed a little quicker. There's a very high opinion, as there should be, of their kids. Yeah, and and um, there's also we've been doing so this. only so many spots to play quarterback. That's right. That's right. It, it it and it's not like you don't crush anybody's dream. The reality of it is, is if you want them to learn how to throw, let them learn how to throw because it is a good 
athletic trait to have. If you're wanting to play high school football at, at a skill position or, or, or something, do you, and you're a, a fifth, sixth, or seventh grader right now, are you getting private coaching? Is that going to help? No, uh, at quarterback, I, I still think that's young. I still think that's early like that. My, I, my son is in six, seventh grade, uh-huh. almost at sixth. Seventh grade, and we just started. Like, just started. Um, I, I, I think that younger age is probably a little too young unless they just really enjoy the game. I, I love what we do at the young age. We are all about teaching ground force, rotational force, sequencing, that type mm-hmm. of stuff. We don't get into you know ladder drills, things like that. We get into things that they learn because they're going to go through puberty and their body's going to act completely differently, right? Yeah. So at least we can have them understand the concept of what rotational throwing looks like. Okay, uh, then I wanted to ask you about Trevor last week. You know, you came uh, six days off that, whatever you want to call it, ankle, yeah. high ankle, ankle roll. Um, didn't have his best game. How much of that is the ankle? And also with the, the technology you, you have at your place, have you ever uh, measured a guy when he has had a high ankle sprain and how much pressure he's actually giving up? And can a, can a strong arm make up for that? We have not. I'm sure somebody has. We have not had that opportunity just because you, you're in the world of motion capture machines. You don't just keep those things up all the time. At least we can't. Yeah. They, they may take up a lot of room. So we've actually never had it. You ever thought of that? Had. Like if AR hurt his ankle oh, absolutely. or something, like, hey, man, we've measured you at your best. We know what you look like. But uh, let's just see what we're giving up here. Yeah. If, if yeah. No, we, we have thought about that. We've talked about that. It's just it's hard to do because they have to be in the city. Mm-hmm. You don't want to travel a lot when you're injured like that. And then we have to have that machine. I'm sure it's been done. Now, I catch the majority of time for our that level guy. So I just like the information that catching gives me. Okay. Right? So I can tell if there's some juice off. Like, I, I can kind of tell right away. But we do need to have that measurable, this injury means this. But then the other thing is you're throwing on an injury. Right, so it's 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 a little bit the, I, the way Trevor's can, done it. I'm sure is very can, much can like a strong the, arm compens. Absolutely, can, you can, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt. Somebody like Trevor could play a game without his lower half. Um, he, he may cause other issues, but he could if he needed to. I thought he looked fine. I, I was paying attention, trying to pay attention to his hip movement because your hip can't go if your ankle can't roll. Right, so it's it's it didn't seem to be bothered. He's full it, practice yesterday. Yeah, I think that's a situation seem. where it looked worse than it was. No, but I'm saying, I don't, do you think it affected his throwing motion? Because his I, stats weren't great the last game. I don't game think so. I, I, yeah. I, I think what's happening out wide and what's happening at left tackles is there you go. Is doing everything that's I mean, happening it, it, with Trevor. The, the ball, I mean, in, in all honesty, you have Calvin Ridley with the belief and assumption that when you let that ball go, when it lands where it's going to land, he'll be behind the defender. And way too often, that's not the case. Well, that and that can hurt mechanics. By the way, is when you start to lose that trust. Yeah. Right. And now all of a sudden you're midway through, and you're like, I don't know if I'm throwing this ball because I don't know if he's going to break this off or not. Yeah. That's that's the worry with a receiver who seems to be in the wrong spot. Well, they told us yesterday they're not running the wrong routes. Uh, there's a difference between not running the wrong routes and not making pretty common sense adjustments that you would make in a fluent offense, right? Well, there's also a difference in not running the wrong route and running the right route at the right depth, right? Okay, yeah, he was supposed to run an out, but yeah. he broke it at eleven instead of nine. Yeah. I'm making that up, no. right? No, I just I know yeah. they're protecting their guys. Of course but they are. You're going to sit here and tell me these guys aren't just sometimes wandering off into space like that. That play last week where really just kind of 
jogged into the middle traffic space while Trevor let the ball go. I well, mean, I was going to say, if you're going to say that, then you've you got to turn around and say that Trevor's throwing some bad balls. It's one you of can't the two. do both. That's right. Fair. It's one of the two. That's fair. All right. I, I wanted to ask you, and I know there's still a certain occult following of Minshew Mania, and Gardner's one of your guys. He, I imagine he's just, like, you know, living large You know days. what? He's not. He huh. is. I, I barely talk to G, which is very um, – huh? Very different. You're telling me he's gotten serious on us? Serious, serious. Uh, like, I mean, this dude job is too, locked right? in. Yeah, he's one-year contract in Indy. He's Fitzpatrick, dude. We've told, we nailed that one early. That's who he is. He's going to get one of these places and, like, who, and where, he'll, where he'll – What's he'll, that? Who they got this week? Indy. I don't know. I, I, I'm uh, not even stand sure. By. Stand by. No, it's a, it's a winnable game. Um, uh, I mean, they've got – that last game of the year for them is Houston. It's Pitt. Is it Pittsburgh? Yeah, Steelers on, yeah. on Saturday. They're one of the Saturday games. Steelers are so mad at you right now for saying Pitt with Pittsburgh Steelers. That, that that's you that's the university. That's a, that's a that's <laughs> who cares? We got some we got a bunch of seven and sixers going on Saturday, man. I mean, you got the Vikings, Bengals, Steelers, Colts, Broncos, all seven and six, and seven and six is like a magic point. Yeah, a tipping right point right I, now. I in would the like to go races. to Indy for that last game because I that's gonna determine something. Them in Houston in Indy week eighteen. Like I mean, that's going to mean. Thankfully, everything. we you know we've kind of figured out we've woven our way through the math, and thankfully, if the Jacks can just go two and two, they'll win the division. The, the, the because the others, are, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and and by the way, it's still going. No matter how this thing shook out, you know, unless you got up to the two to the two seed, which wasn't. I guess it's actually still in play. But if you're not the two seed, it's the same deal. You play a home playoff game, and then you got to go beat a a Chiefs or Ravens or one of those types of teams, or I, the Dolphins th- or Bill, whoever it is. This game Sunday night is huge. It's a big game, man. Huge. I feel I, like it's not getting the proper, like, pageantry that deserves the passion that we – like, Monday Night Football came. I felt a different vibe around the team and leading into that game. Maybe we're just, like, a little – I was talking you know? to Tom McManus yesterday, and, and uh, we, we were talking about this. It seems like all these Jaguar teams that have made runs have had a – late Sunday season game that changed it. Like, Seattle was the 96 team, right? And then Cowboys were a couple weeks ago. Seattle was also the 17 team. 17 team. Cowboys were last year. Yeah. Like, this has got the chance to be that. That's a good like, point. You, you they have I mean? had that. In the 96, you're referencing a game we played it with. Jay had Joey Gallo. He's like 48-41 or something. Just some crazy back and forth. There will never be another year of football as fun as that in this area. 96? Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, because so unexpected. <laughs> so man, much fun. Such upset. It was so fun, It man. was, bro. But were you alive in 96? Yeah, I wasn't going okay. to him like that. Yeah, yeah. dude, it was different, man. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> have a good weekend, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah to you yeah, and your family. Happy yeah, holidays. Absolutely. Happy holidays. And to, uh, are we in here next Jordan? Friday? I hope so. We are. I, I don't even know when Christmas Eve is. It's when is Christmas Eve? It's weird this year. It's not Christmas is on a Monday, right? Yeah, Christmas is so Chris, Okay. We'll be here Friday. Oh, okay. Oh, right, yeah, come on in. All right. Eggnog definitely. for everyone. <laughs> All righty. All right, that's uh, Denny Thompson, the See quarterback whisperer. We're going to come back with the Friday five-pack, um, so that means I will now attempt to uh, prepare for the five-pack. I do that in the break before, so we we shall see. It's GFL Friday. That's Green for Life. You're listening to 1010XL on 92.5 FM. All right, let's keep the symbol splashy. Take the baseline for a walk. Bringing the cat on the All Pro Roofing Hotline. Cat's in charge of the standings. Cat, what? Give me, give me the numbers. You're what? You're plus one. That's right. I am plus one. Daniel is minus one, and you are plus six. Okay. Uh, the order this week. I'm finally back on order. I, you know, Kowtow did Hicken last week and gave him the number one pick. So you'll pick. Even though it's my turn to pick first, I got to get a semblance of order. You'll pick first. I'll pick second. Dan will pick third. Uh, Matt Every in studio holding Dan Hickens' precious picks in front of him. Uh, hopefully, he's are, raising eyebrows and he hates them all. Is what I hope. Are they ordered? <laughs> they're, they're ordered. Are they, they're, are ordered. They in, they're ordered. They're ordered. Yeah, I got it. Order. I know what you're right, right. right. Yeah, 
Do we have to revisit every single time someone's out of the studio? (laughs) Let's start this off. Let's start this off, boys. I'm going to Louisiana. The R&L Carriers Nolan Bowl. Give me the Raging Cajuns, baby. They are plus two and a half. I like them at home there. Uh, in in their own state, there. Give me give me them. I mean, Jacksonville State might be from there, but uh, I don't know my Jacksonville State's Alabama. So yeah. Um, all right. So hold on. Cat is taking Louisiana, Reagan Kate in honor of Billy Napier. Um, <laughs> exactly. Plus two and a half. Plus two and a half is what I got. But you let me know what. No, I got you. Plus two and a half. <laughs> so there you go. All right. I too am going to offer up a, a bowl game. I'm going to go with a team that's been very good to me this year. So this is a very nondescript game. Perhaps I should have saved it for later if it really mattered. But I'm going to take them cowpokes of New Mexico State. Mm, They've done me well this year. They'll play in the New Mexico Bowl against Fresno State, who has kind of limped it down the stretch here. So give me uh, New Mexico State minus three and a half at home in the New Mexico Bowl. Love that play, Jeff. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. All right. Mr. Dan Hicken, ladies and gentlemen, the number one. Play the over in the Jacksonville Jaguars Baltimore Ravens, forty two and a half. Jaguars got it at over forty two. Okay, and he gets the second pick. And pick number two, he will take the Cincinnati Bengals minus three over the Vikings. Okay, Bengals minus three. Uh, I'm going to double back on a team that is going to be out for for vengeance this weekend in the NFL. Uh, in fact, I believe the last time we saw him. Perhaps on home turf, they were losing a Thanksgiving uh, matinee special to the Green Bay Packers, of all people. I think the Lions bounce back. I think Dan Campbell, you know, he said, if I need to get short, I can. So, uh, pretty fat four and a half points uh, Saturday. I love a Saturday special. I like getting action all weekend long. So, we're going to take the Lions minus four and a half Saturday night against the Broncos. Oh, cat. Love that play. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, I'm going to stick in the bowl games, guys, because, you know, I love these bowl games. They mean so much. Um, <laughs> I'm going to head to the – I don't know if – I didn't even know there was a stadium in this place. I knew there was tons of golf courses, but I'm going to a, a place where there's a ton of golf courses. Can you guess what bowl? The Myrtle Beach Bowl. That's right, baby. The Myrtle Beach Bowl with Georgia Southern playing Ohio. Uh, of course, I'm going to take the underdog. Give me Ohio plus three in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Where are they playing that? On the beach? Like, is it in the sands? I think they play at Coastal Carolina in their in, on their in their it's stadium. Gonna, it's going to be windy. All right, so I'm okay again. I'm I'm going to. By the way, there could be some slight verif- verification uh, of these numbers when I actually go to our platform, yeah. my bookie. Yeah. So I'm just writing them down as we go. If anything, totally understand. All right, totally understand. All right so plus, who you t- I, who did you just take? Ohio. Ohio yeah. plus three. Plus three, yeah, plus three. You're getting plus three. All right, now give me. Uh, you have a second. Now, now my second pick. Um, man, y'all, that that uh, New Mexico State. They've been so good this year, man. They, I mean, playing really good. I like that pick there so much so that uh, I got to catch it, Jeff. Okay. So Fresno. we're gonna have some head-to-head action. I'm okay. gonna take the dog in that one. Give me Fresno State. Okay. Plus. Plus three and wow. a half. I need to catch you, Jeff, and this is the only way I can do it. Well, we have a different. That's pers- a big fat loser, right oh, there. Oh wow, Matty Avery's coming at that me hard is a with that. Big fat loser. Hold on, loser. hold on, hold on, hold on. E, E, can you 
can you hit the record Why button? Am I Matt, getting, go I'm getting dragged into this. Hey, last time I told you, no hey, Cat, last time I told you you had a for sure loser, it was a for sure loser. All right, so. I'm going to take this one. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go, listen, this NFL season has done a great job of presenting us a great team and then watching them just get, you know, chopped at the knees the next week. I think there's a little chopping going on for uh, for the Dallas Cowboys in a cold weather game. And so if you're going to give me the Bills at home, suddenly resurgent. This is for you, Buffalo Tom. Bills, minus one and a half Sunday afternoon against Dak and the boys. Am I up? Or Dan up? Uh, Dan is up for two. All right, Dan's up for two. I love this one. He is taking the Tennessee Titans minus three versus the Texans. Mm, I like that one too. Yep. And then uh, his next play will be the Los Angeles Rams. Minus six and a half over the Commanders. Rams minus uh, six and a half. Sound, mm-hmm. Sounds right. Um, I had him at plus. I had it minus seven, but that's probably. Yeah, I'm going to look. I'm going to look right here. Dan is notorious for having him two or three points hook. off. So, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Um, just I'm double checking some of these lines. All right. Uh, which one was it? Titans minus three. Rams minus six and a half. Right, Ram, uh, Titans minus three is correct. Uh, the Rams, uh, Rams, six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Rams six and a half is correct. Rams minus six. All right. It's back to me. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of, I think there'll be a lot of points in that Rams game. I'm going to take the Rams over mm. 50 and a half. Love that. All righty. Oh, we're going to jump to the NFL cause I don't like any other bowls. Um, sorry, Jeff. I'm going after you again. I'm just going after your family here. Um, I'm going to take the pan- I'm going to take the Panthers okay. plus three against your Falcons. Uh, Panthers plus three. Yeah, Panthers plus three versus your Falcons. They're at home, home dog. You know I love them. Listen home to cat. me. Listen to me. If you if you're if, if there's not a safer uh, overall long life strategy than fading Atlanta. If you faded Atlanta, if you were born and you just faded Atlanta every every game for your entire life, you would retire a millionaire by the age of thirty. So I I, I bear you no ill will for what seems to be a pretty uh, prudent play. All right, uh, what do you have? You have a you have a fifth. Last pick, yeah. Last pick. Now, now listen, I, I I I'm so close to going head to head twice with you and taking Dallas, but uh, but I'm not going to do it. Because last year, if you recall... Oh, by the way, I'm going to adjust. And just to prove my honesty further, the Bills have moved. They're two and a half, not one and a half. So I'm now laying two and a half with the Bills, not one and a half. But I'll take it anyway. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. But uh, what I am going to do is last year, you may recall, Jeff, I was the one who said the Jags would win out um, and uh, make the playoffs because I had to because I had a wheel spin on the line. So I'm going to go back to that. I'm picking them, baby. I knew. I know. I told you yesterday. I felt weird about it, yeah. but because I feel weird about it, E on three, baby. One, two, three. Duval. Give me the Jags, baby. Plus three and a half. Yeah. Let's go. They just keep piling up a half point every 20, 24 hours, or uh, when it comes to the national perspective on this one. But I got you down, Ravens, uh, plus three and a half. I, I there's Jags plus three and a half. Yeah, I mean Jags plus three. Sorry, my bad. The Ravens game. Um, yeah. I, I got a listen. I got a team that I like here. I like this coach, man. And this coach started terribly. When the season started through four or five weeks, you could argue the two worst teams in the league were the Denver Broncos and the New York Giants. Yeah. And the Broncos mm-hmm. certainly have turned things around. And the Giants very quietly, you know, are getting this, this Saturday night fever out of their quarterback. 
Yeah, they're on a little win streak. They're up to five and eight. Just a game out of the playoff picture in that feeble NFC. And I just don't. Six points is an awful lot to give a hot team, uh, especially when you're the New Orleans Saints. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Giants on the road, getting six at New Orleans. Last pick will go to the Daniel Hicken. The Daniel Hicken. No crossfires this week. Getting his his first five. Uh, he's going to go with the Green Bay Packers minus three and a half over the Bucks. Packers minus three and a half. All right, we're in the books, Cat. Um, good luck to you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, good- gentlemen, have your phone on tomorrow at twelve at uh, five forty-five uh, on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday five forty-five for the in in Sleta, New Mexico Bowl in Seattle. That's a big order. one. Yeah, we got yeah, the New Mexico yeah, Bowl. Or you fat loser that you have. Oh, like, Maddie's just back in my side here. I don't know what that means in the in, the, in gambling parlance. That's <laughs> I, that's neither good nor bad. But I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it for now. All right, Cat, have a great weekend. Yeah, we'll do battle in the New Mexico Bowl. We'll see how we all do. We're coming down the home stretch right now. The standings are as such. I am plus six on the year. Cat is plus one. Dan is minus one. And we'll see how that sways this weekend. All right, appreciate you, Cat. We'll take a quick break. Come back with more. It's GFO Friday. That's Green for Life on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I love they're they're killing killing cats picks in the Texan design by lifetime enclosures. Half of the Ohio offense is in the portal. QB one, RB one, WR one and two among others. Oh, talk dirty to me. That's where the money is is to be made is these bowl games. Yeah. Where the it's also this. You wonder why the vibe in town is different. Well, we haven't won a single home game this year. Well, that, that's not true. We have won a couple of home games, but uh, your point is right. No one wants to sit in cold rain and cheer on a team that doesn't look to be giving their all. I have not at any point viewed this team as, quote, not giving it their all. Right? I mean, they haven't won their games. I don't think it's because they're not giving it all. They certainly have not lost every single home game. And, you know, there are different levels of fans, to be honest with you. I mean, guys, let's go out there and not try today. Yeah. Listen, (laughs) this is a reality. I'm I'm not judging you or shaming you into anything at all. But, you know, don't complain about what other fan bases and cities say about you. If you don't show up for your football team, how many Baltimore, I don't, how many Baltimore fans do you think are going to be there? Baltimore travels decent. There'll be a few. They do. You know, they'll, they'll be a last few. year. It was, and, there they, was a and, ton. and in fairness, now and this is a a valid point. The game has changed, man. In the NFL, the game has changed. Fans travel now. You still hardly see any visiting fans at any game at any time. That has changed. It's now become the NFL has become so popular and prevalent that people make vacations out of NFL seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, they take weeks and go to different places. And so, yeah, we're going to, and it's not just here, you know, and, and Hicken has pointed out, you go back to the season opener, the, 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 the 49ers at the Steelers and venerable, you know, Heinz field. I don't even think it's Heinz field anymore. So I guess it's not that venerable. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of 49er red there. Teams travel now. That's just how it is. It's not a particular indication, but I will say this good. I don't want not to imply that you're not, a good fan. I promise you this, in, in bad weather, if the game were in Philly or Baltimore or San Francisco or anywhere else, they'd be, it wouldn't matter. They would be there just as, you know, you know, fair, you know, fair weather indeed. <laughs> but, but this, no, I'm not going to a, sing, a game because they haven't won a game and they don't look like they're giving their all. Okay. Well, maybe you should just stay then, you know, not, not go to that. I don't know if you have uh, tickets already or whatever. It looks like they're, the weather, by the way, I don't want to need to over, Play it, but this from the uh, text line. 
Uh, the rain will be gone by game time. Our fans need to step the F up. Go Jags. It's a little wind. I mean, there's a little bit of truth to that. I, I'm, let me let me just, you know. I think it'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll have a great I, I, the turnout. worst of the weather should be through us by Sunday afternoon, to be honest. Um, let's look downtown, though. I'll give you the latest, at least, as far as uh, the weather channel. I, I hate computers. I hate searches. I hate... Here's Jacksonville right here. Um, <laughs> let's see exactly what we have on Sunday. We are looking at... Um, you know, a 10-page scroll is what we're looking at. Sunday, 81% chance of rain uh, that we think is going to, I'm going to, you know, it's not that I don't trust the Googans are going to tell me. Let's see, day, night, uh, cloudy, yeah, uh, cloudy, slight chance of a rain shower, only 15% chance of rain, even during the day, it's just slight rain shower. It looks like Sunday's going to be a lot like today. Yeah. You know, it's kind of spitty and ugly and windy, but even the winds will be down to 10 miles an hour by kickoff on Sunday. That's Friday. Never mind. <clears throat> no wonder it looks just the same. Uh, let's see. Sunday, daytime, showers, thunderstorms, high 67, 25 miles an hour, 80% chance of rain, gust over 40 miles an hour. Thank goodness we're playing a night game because by Sunday night, quote, a few clouds from time to time, 51 degrees, uh, and winds down to 10 miles an hour. So the worst of the weather will be Sunday, daytime. Uh, and then we get into Sunday night. You know, it's It's funny. I've seen some. I've seen a perception change through the years. Like the old, uh, the old way of thinking used to be: if it was raining, it benefited the team that could run the ball better, mm-hmm. right? You've heard that before. Oh yeah. And now it seems like it's the opposite because right. it benefits the passing team because the yeah, receiver knows where he's going. Yeah, 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 I've always felt that way. And defenders don't. But now you do when you get look. It's almost like golf, fishing, even football. It's it could be the wind more than the rain. I've also heard that a light. A light rain is actually ideal for tacky. quarterbacks. Yes. It makes it a little tacky, makes yeah. the ball a little bit tacky. Heard that from quarterbacks. Uh, listen, uh, we talked before, the quarterback is going to need to play well. I, I think that from the way I look at this game, you can throw another cliche out. The team that runs it and stops the run has the advantage. That's uh, the, the winner of the game this week is going to be the one that does the most in the passing game. And as with an asterisk that the Ravens passing game includes Lamar scrambling for 24 yards. I wouldn't mind seeing Trevor scramble a little more. Yeah, and I, you're not alone in that thought. You're not alone in that thought. This was a game last year that, boy, went right down uh, to the wire. It was a very exciting game. We had the, the touchdown. It, that was the Marvin Jones, like, they called his shin in, wasn't it? Pretty sure that was the Marvin Jones catch in the back of the end zone. They said the shin was yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I've never felt more... Um, benefit of a ref's call in my life than calling that one in. Yeah. And now I'm not saying that the call was wrong, but I would have never thought they were going to call that that because you it was were on just the like, other end of it. Yeah. Yeah, because he only got one foot, but he got that one little part of what they said was his chin down mm-hmm. and they called it a touchdown. And then Zay had the the snag on the two pointer, remember? Yep. Had to throw it on a rope and, and he Trevor threw a perfect ball. And a good catch because that was a fastball coming in. Yeah. Jags win. It was part of that late win streak that carried us all the way to the divisional round at Kansas City. Boy, I, I sure would like in any form or fashion, I sure would like to recreate that that kind of magic in the stadium coming up to this Sunday night. So, yeah, I was going to say, because the Ravens, um, because the Jags stopped the run, and because the Jags right now, I believe, don't have any confidence in the run game. Just look at the number of carries that ETN's getting, the lack of production that we're getting from the position, the fact yeah, it's, that it's a, just not there. A second running back hasn't emerged. I, I think we needed to know all we need to know about the team, about the the coaching staff's belief in the team when they went to Cleveland. They took a quarterback on a short week 
with a sprained ankle. They threw him 50 times and ran ETN 14. Mm -hmm. I think that tells you a lot about the belief in what this football team is capable uh, of doing right now. Press Taylor met the media yesterday. Um, You know, he did talk about some things that have improved. That includes the red zone. They were four for four on touchdowns. But then again, you also have the Baltimore Ravens coming to town. They take the ball away. They get to the quarterback. They use exotic blitzes. It's not a week to, not the optimal week to try and get your offense on track. I think they do a great job on the first level being physical, setting edges, keeping double teams off with the two interior players, and then letting the linebackers just roll side to side. And they can do a great job of that. Kyle Hamilton, that look, he plays a lot of the second level. So between him, Queen, Roquan, those guys are flying sideline to sideline. The interior guys do a great job of keeping double teams of combinations off of them, of getting there. And so they're able to clean things up. But they, they do a great job presenting a lot of different looks to you. What were we saying? They got they just got playmakers on. They defense, got playmakers man. all. Roquan I told you. Smith is nasty. Uh, uh, boys and girls, uh, in case you haven't used, uh, in case you weren't listening earlier, y'all know the stress and desperation that I have in my sack bet. All I got to get to is thirty-five sacks for the Jaguars. Basically, two a game and one game with three. That's all I need. Right now, we're at twenty-seven. I mean, I got to get two a week just to get a tie. The Baltimore Ravens, as we sit here this Friday, going into Sunday night's game, have 49 sacks already. Trevor gets sacked. I don't know what we've allowed exactly. I'm sure it's in the 30s. Is it not? E.T., can you tell me the number of times that Trevor's gotten sacked? He saved another dozen or so by just having to get rid of the ball quickly. And by saving, I don't mean it was necessarily a positive play. It just didn't end in a sack. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like there have been times this year, especially where, well, there was the stat at one point he had the, the, the shortest amount of time to throw in the entire league. They were on him faster even than the Giants were allowing him to get on to Daniel Jones at the time. So it has not been a strength. Mm-mm. You know, we haven't run the ball. I know ETN is skilled. I put that on the offensive line. We haven't protected consistently enough for us to get to those reads downfield, the plays that we want to see. And so... That's why the Ravens are a favorite, and it's it's why you're going to hear from a lot of national perspectives this weekend that they think the Ravens are going to win the game. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of a lot of these experts hopping on the Jags. How many times has Trevor been sacked? 31 times. Yeah, 31. C.J. Beathard has been sacked twice. So that's 33 sacks the uh-huh. Jaguars have allowed to a team that's given up that's that's gotten to the quarterback 49 times. Meanwhile, you look at you know the Jags got there 27 times. Mm. So we're 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 down on the net sack if we just look at our opponents and we look at this specific opponent. That's a big, big edge in a game where running the ball, I would think, at least traditionally, is going to be difficult for both sides. We turn our attention to the 9 o'clock hour. Oh, yeah. He loves the 9 o'clock nasty. Yeah. I'm sure you got a willing partner here. with uh, Very willing. With Matt Every <laughs> So we'll see where this detour <laughs> takes us when we return. It's a GFL Friday. That's green for life. Yeah. Funky dog. Nasty dog. What are we doing? Man, these boys are ready for some 9 o'clock nasty now, I'm telling you. I am oh. ready for some 9 o'clock nasty. Speaking my man, of that. My man's grooving. My man's grooving in there right now. He's ready. You ready? What do you got coming on Sunday night, man? Where are you going to be out about? You going to be there in the sweet, stinky-filled uh, bud zone? No. No. Gritty's going to be here. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> keep him away from the influence. I like it. I like it. So. All right, we got Jags uh, coming up on a Sunday night. Lots of else going on. We in do. The, we in the have nine, we got the nine o'clock nasty right now. What do you uh, mean? 
Well, I'm this is what you, you this, came in. I got the headlines you came in for up the on whole ESPN. Week. By the way, it, we appreciate you coming in. It's, it's been great. The, uh, the they've they've loved you. It's been a nice touch. I, I feel you. Get that live forever golf gear for Christmas. You'll make somebody happy. We're dressed in like unison today. We are. I yeah. might be a little different color, or no? No, it's the same. Be. You. Um, but I do believe. Yeah, see, he likes it. Um, uh, it uh, look, the reality is, I, I'm I'm starting to feel like, I mean, the genuine like childlike grin I get on your face every morning at I nine. I can't break away like from you, Mr. Dwight Howard. You and ET, right you love the nine o'clock. Un- what is happening? Can you explain to me yeah. what unrequited means? You need to know what unrequited means. Yes. Um, now I, b- I believe that just means like un un unfulfilled return. Like it's not return. Like if I sh- if I sh- if I you know when I think times are going great and I give you a thousand dollars and then you know times are going great for you and I have no money you know my generosity is unrequited. You don't return the the same. I don't know. Passion. Not returned or rewarded. See what I did? Mm. Uh, you <laughs> like that? Dictionary. Mm. That vernacular insane, Jeffrey. <laughs> All right. Good. Dwight Howard's just a heartbreaker. Un- oh, what I are mean- we doing? <laughs> Dwight Howard claims that a lawsuit that he is involved in right now is just because um, the the love that is being shown for him is unrequited. Yes, which means that you know it's it's not being shown in return. And this is in many ways just the story of a thousand NBA athletes, but in one big way, it's very different. It's it's very different, right? Like for when, when the person, like opposed to your typical NBA scandal. This one's a little different that the person bringing this suit is named like Howard or Bill or Fred. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different if you, if, you, if you see what I'm saying there. So, yeah, the 9 o'clock nasty just got off to a, to a big, you know, <laughs> to ferocious start there with, you know, again, I did the. Where uh, is he playing? Is he in playing in China now or something? He was in China last afternoon. Wasn't he, he like dominating over there? Should have been. I would think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Dwight Howard's involved in a mess, kind of he's a mess. Off a the mess on I think hands. he's right here, though. I mean, the you know the dude that he's involved with, you know, came back like a year later, and then, you know, the one thing they do now is they go down that technological path and they text out, they check out those text messages, and they see just what kind of stuff you've been sending to the big fella, and then your claims <laughs> of unrequited kind of go out the window, if you know what I mean. All right, let's talk about the Jags. That's a sexy story, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, why do you? Unrequited. Yes. Unrequited. Unreturned. Learn something new every day. Yeah. The Jag fans' love for their team has been unrequited when they've played at home this year. Mm-hmm. That's how you would use the word because we have not um, uh, played well at home. But it, it's a big it, – it's a something got to give kind of week, man. You got seven and six and six and seven teams just littering uh, the National it, Football League. It's crazy how, how bunched up. Both both playoff pictures are on AFC and NFC. Totally, and in fact, I, let me just look at the let's let's go let's just just do it this way. I'm not even going to break it down by conference per se. The number of teams in the NFL right now that are either seven and six or six and seven. Okay. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Half of the teams in the league. Wow. Are either seven and six or six and seven. They are the seven and sixers, Vikings, Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills, the six and seveners, Bucks, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, Saints. Raiders, by the way, six and eight after putting a 60 burger on wow. the Chargers last night. Man. 
we've been doing it all year. Chargers are. You may as well play the Chargers are dead in the water. Play the and beyond that, play the Walking Dead music. Their their head coach is just a zombie at this point. What a waste! That team is just loaded with talent. Is is Brandon Staley coaching his way out of any position in the league? Like he can't get hired as a linebackers coach? I mean, they are now. Look. I heard a stat in fairness. I, oh, here's a daily's double take brought to you by the Dash. This ain't gas station food, gang. Stop by for a delicious sub today or anytime this weekend. Make it part of your tailgate experience. I go for the Duval, but there are just a tons of good ones on there. I go for the coffee in the morning. That BLT. Locally five. sourced. Fresh ground every day. It's a mm-hmm. good choice. Wise choice on your part, my friend. Um, And now I have gotten distracted. And uh, You get the vaccine, too? <laughs> Nine o'clock nasty yeah. continues. Um... Well, gosh, dog it. Where was I headed? I was headed toward the, the uh, seven and sixes, maybe six and sevens. <laughs> the walking there, there. Oh yeah, it's it's about uh, it's a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's about our. Well, he's not the, he's not the best in front of the camera either. Well, <laughs> well, not now. No, especially not now. I just they they gave up sixty three. They were down. Uh, the the Raiders didn't score last week. They were down three nothing. At what point do you just you just wait to fire him after the season? I, mean, I, I don't know. I would almost put him out of his misery now. He he's it, by the way, we did this, Jacksonville. We did this to that football team. That he, he already that, kinda that twenty seven nothing had a history of it leading into that. But, but that still, was, that was just they never got over that. They play. They started the season under that hangover, and they have never gotten right. Uh, he doesn't help with his ridiculous decisions. But last night, oh, I know what the double take is. Okay, I'm back. Okay. The music is working. He's back. In fairness to Staley and to any coach, if I told you, for instance, that in the last two years, the Jaguars had Travis Etienne, um, a, uh, Christian Kirk and, and Evan Ingram together on the field for only 9% of the time. Nine percent. Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen, the last two years, have only been on the field together for nine percent of the offensive snaps. That's interesting. So there's there, you know, there there is some reasons along with any excuses, but the guy it's just it you can you can read it. Where are you with Justin Herbert right now? I mean he's very prolific. He's prolific and productive. I I don't I, I their offense has not seemed to be the problem to me. Right, their defense just gives up points late. They don't win games late. I don't know if that's completely on him. I, I think that there's certainly room to go around when when it comes to blame is if the quarterback's involved. I mean, we see that here with Trevor. Even though he's a big upgrade from anything we have, you reach a point where people have expectation that you're better than than you're playing. And I think that probably goes for just about everyone in the league. I mean, I read this week the Phillies fans, uh, Philly fans, getting on the Eagles. Really? I mean, look what the Eagles have done the last. A couple of years, it went all the way to the Super Bowl and lost. They were the best team in football just two weeks ago, and it's all, oh, I said, we are what we always are. I mean, good grief. I mean, point being, it's it's a tight standard. I, I don't think that Justin Herbert will ever be the reason you're not winning. Yeah. Like, that's what I tell fans about. Same with Trevor. About Trevor, yeah. right. I mean, you can you can be disappointed. Still top, he's still in the top third in the league. You can, you, and, and you can, and, and it's fine to not think that he's playing good or to think this or that. But I'm just telling you, if the Jaguars ever don't win the Super Bowl, it's not going to be because the quarterback isn't good enough. And we haven't always been able to say that around here. In fact, that has not been the case really for our last four or five quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Garrard could have if everything else was perfect. Brunel certainly could have. But we... It, Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the reason why we don't reach our goals. That's never going to happen as long as he's here. So, I think there's a little bit of that with Herbert, too. You know, I I, I wouldn't be 
like dying for a new quarterback, would right. you? No. Nope. And I've rethought. I was asked a question earlier, and I have. I am even doing what I do for as long as I am. I am guilty sometimes. If if I'm flip flopping, if I'm well, more than that, what leads to the ultimate flip flop? And it's, I don't call it that. It's got to be almost impossible in this business. To I not, reserve the right to change my mind. Yes, sure, yeah. you have to. And I was uh, under the shadow of the compliments of of Lamar Jackson, and I stand how good I think he is and what he can do. Given the option and offer again, would you take Josh Allen or Lamar? I would take Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean he's the more complete quarterback. I, I, I now I think I answered Lamar in, to a degree because I believe in Lamar a lot more than others do. But I am also led the discussions here in the morning as we play the Ravens every year to be a non-division team. It seems like they're always on the schedule. And I remember e, we talked about this last year at this time. Like, can you win a Super Bowl with Lamar? And the and what you, what it all boils down to with Lamar versus other quarterbacks. What happens when you're down 27-17 in the fourth quarter of the playoff game? Mm-hmm. Is he a good enough? If they know you're passing and you have to pass, is he a good enough pure passer? Now, we heard Mike Caldwell, the Jaguars defense coordinator, earlier today, I played a comment from him where, you know, he's really, really improved as a pocket passer, and I do believe that's true. I mean, if you really are paying attention to Lamar this year, He's hitting some traditional five-step drop, you know, 40-yard post pattern to OBJ, Zay Flowers, or otherwise. And that, that Isaiah likely has stepped in nice for Mark Andrews. Andrews is still their, their best player. He's probably the second-best tight end in the league behind Kelsey, but likely has filled in. And, and again, I think it's going to come down to the passing game. The Jags seem to have lost all confidence. They certainly have lost all production in the run game. And... And the Jacks stopped the run. I, I know Cincinnati ran on them. That's it. I mean, other than that, the Jacks have stopped the run, you know, maxing out at like 80, 85 yards just about every week. So who, which of these two teams is going to be able to move the ball through the air? And again, one has sacked the quarterback 49 times, the other about half that. Yeah, that Cincinnati game just, oh, I can't get that out of my head right I now. I think it's affecting kind of the overall the mood. The, the brother relationship. Maybe that, yeah, pressing got, Zach. Yeah. Maybe there's something to that. That's tough to tough to remove. All right, we have a golf question for you. Mm. What do we got? On the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Paige Spiranak made a hole-in-one on a downhill 80-yard par-3 after 43 attempts. Does this count as a hole-in-one? No. It doesn't? You don't think so? Is it no. because of the distance? or because? Well, first of all, if you hit a hole-in-one in one of those challenges where you hit balls over and over and over, that's not a hole-in-one. That's, that's being on not. the driving range and it goes in. Yeah. I think is a hole-in-one it- is you're playing around a golf. And yeah, and it's you have one shot like it's a normal round. Of That's right. It's yeah. not. And by the way, also not a hole in one. You hit the first ball in the water and the third one goes in the hole. That, too, is not a hole in one. No. It's a difficult par. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say this. I the older I've gotten and the more that sometimes you're just sneaking around. I do not think if I mean, if I'm playing by myself in the twilight over Julian's Creek and I jarred, it's a hole in one. I promise you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you make one. Right. Like, even even there's no one yourself, there, no yeah. witnesses, no nothing I mean, at some point. That would be a nightmare scenario. But yeah, right, but I wouldn't care. Especially I would take it in a heartbeat. I don't really. I played a lot more golf by myself when I was younger than I do now. I have a pop quiz before we go to break and come back and see what's a trending. See what you two football brainiacs can come up with. <laughs> okay. Brainiacs. Now, the addendum that I will put on this, in fairness... Every one of these quarterbacks has started in the NFL, and most of them have started multiple games. Okay. We complained for years here with the way we built our team. There were too many small school guys. Why don't we guys from the SEC, the Big Ten? Here is the here is the question. There are six NFL quarterbacks. All have started games. 
bonus in, including one last night. There are six NFL quarterbacks who played their entire collegiate careers in the FCS. Like a lot of FCS quarterbacks will transfer up to the bigger division. A lot of lot of good FCS may have started at a bigger division yeah. and gone down. I need to know the six current active They're in the league NFL right quarterbacks. Now. All who have started games in the NFL. So you're talking about in all cases. These How many are, are starting right now? Uh, one... Two, 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 but every one of them, but one, they've all started within the, they've all started a game in the last two years. All right. Every e, one of them. I, I'm not going to. So it's FCS. So we're yeah, talking non, non. E is ba- uh, this isn't a final answer. Okay. I'm, I'm conversing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi. Is he one of them? I don't know what color Zappi went to. A, that, that's, uh, he's not like Iowa. That's Purdy's Iowa, Iowa State. Zappi, I'm going to give you a hit. He started at a big school, and then he he, he transferred down. So okay. that's not it. So get, first, get the, the one. Get the, the one. Stick. Yeah. Josh yes, Allen. Easton stick. stick. He played last night. Josh Allen went to Wyoming, right? That's not a – That's a, that's not FCS. Right, FCS is where they go to the playoffs. I got you. I got you. Easton well. Stick is North Dakota State. There's a context yeah. clue. Yeah, but that was last night. Oh, oh, you already, yeah, we already he, got that out of the way. You told us. I didn't tell you who it was. Oh, I knew that. So, yeah, well, so, now I'm telling you, he went to North Dakota State. That's a huge context yeah. clue. There's only six. Yeah. Who else? You got Flacco. Uh, Flacco is good. That's Delaware. That's it's Delaware. not North Dakota State, but right, Delaware right. for Joe the, Flacco. The, the North, the North and I thought Flacco started nice at Pitt, by the way. I really I did. did. Too. I did, too. Right. No, Flacco. But maybe Delaware. never showed up or never played. But the other North Dakota State guy is uh, Ginger Jesus. What buddy name is? Uh, uh, you, no, you know, he won, uh, Carson. Carson Wentz? Yeah. Carson Wentz. So that's three There's a third North Dakota State quarterback in the league. In the wow. league. Okay. He was the number three overall pick, and he's not Carson Wentz. Number three, three overall? Three overall pick. What? North Dakota State. You got Carson Wentz, you got Easton Sick. Uh-huh. A third North Dakota State quarterback was the number three overall pick. He was a massive bust and oh, got traded yeah. already. The, uh, tr- uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. That's four of them. All right. This guy has been to the Super Bowl. He quarterbacked his team in the Super Bowl and nearly won it. He's been – I bet you his winning percentage is among the best in the NFL, but he's always fighting to hold on to a job. All right. Uh, or he that, fought that. with the team that he most recently left. He since went to a team, was the starter, and lost the job. Oh, uh, that's a good clue right there. Um, but he has been to the Super Bowl with another team but still had to constantly fight for the job, it felt like. In fact, he's uh, tied to another quarterback we've already mentioned on this list. You ready? Yeah. Need another hint? Yeah, I need another one. To change teams in the old days, he would have just had to drive across the bay. Now he has to drive across the border. <laughs> I'm going. My brain is not that working right Riddler. It's so bad. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Jimmy oh. G. Who went from the yeah. 49ers to yeah. the Raiders. Jimmy you see G. the bay. All yeah. he had to do was go across the bay, the but bay. instead it goes from the okay. border. See? Bay? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, the last guy's played for like literally 14 teams. Really? <laughs> he played for Jim Harbaugh in college. This guy has started. Uh, he beat us as like a, like a. Wait, played for Harbaugh at San Diego. Okay. This guy quarterbacked against us a couple times in his career. He's probably beaten us and lost to us. Played a lot for a lot of teams. 14 teams, bro. 14 teams. First. I wonder how many he started for. I bet six or eight. Boyer. Josh Johnson. Oh, well, I, we talk about him all the a time. Buddy Josh yeah. Johnson. Where'd he go? Josh Johnson went to San Diego. He played for Jim Harbaugh before Harbaugh San went Diego to Stanford. San Diego not D1. University of San Diego and not in football. No. FCS. There you have it. College you, basketball. Get yeah. you ready for those FCS playoffs this weekend. There we go. All right, we'll come back. Our final segment, we'll see what's trending. Is that what we'll do? What's trend? 
And, and I don't know what's trending, but among the things that won't be trending, Dwight Howard will not make trending. <laughs> Unrequited love will not be this trending. Is, this is a drill. It's a GFL Friday. Uh, I will say this at uh, 934 booty over tea time. Go get you some. I once got a, uh, a, 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 a email in yeah. way back in the day. A shout out to my buddy, uh, Miami Ron. I haven't heard from him in a while, but that became the uh, motto. Like if you're okay, you know, I've got a dilemma here. I'm at the house. I got a tea time in 20 minutes, but you know, the wife is showing me a little bit of affection and yeah, the rule is always booty over tea time. Always. Is that right? A little day. Every time. Yeah, yeah daytime, nighttime, I don't care time. Yeah. <laughs> and the light goes on you, yeah. I sign up for that. Yeah, just just a little bit more of the 9 o'clock sketchy. The 9 o'clock sketchy at the, at the <laughs> very best. All right, let's see what's trending, and we'll get out of here. Again, a big thanks and hello to, to Matt Every for helping out this week. Uh, go to liveforevergolf.com. Tons of good stuff. They'll yeah, take care of their use, uh, holiday. 20 at checkout, too, if you want. It's a big seat to fill this week, Jeff. Thanks for having me. No, you're, I, I couldn't appreciate you more. So uh, let's let's get to it. It's brought to you by Pet Paradise. Look, they got a, a got a really cool thing going on this month. There's four adoptable dogs. They're looking for forever homes. And you can go to their website, Facebook, Instagram, and check them out there. Um not only are you going to get them for the forever home, but each pup is going through the Pet Paradise 21-day dog training program. That's something, by the way, that you can you know do on your own outside of this, obviously. And they'll have a one-year wellness plan from New Day Veterinary Care. And that just gives you an example of all the different services and you know great things that they're offering at Pet Paradise. Uh, by the way, uh, holiday reservations, make sure you make them. And I'll remind you, 24-7, pick up and drop off at the airport location. Pet Paradise doing anything and everything. Uh, to prove to you just how much better they are than all the other imitators. All right, E, take it away. Number five. Uh, after scoring three points last week, the Las Vegas Raiders somehow figured out a way under uh, Coach uh, Antonio Pierce. I, I don't mind Antonio Pierce. Yeah, I don't either. I think. I don't mind. I like him. You know, it's it's so funny. It seems to be a very polarizing thing when an interim takes over. Sometimes they just fall in love and they give them the job. Uh-huh. And others, no matter what they do, I'm never hiring the interim. And I don't know where they stand. The Raiders, to me, seem to be the kind of organization that if Antonio Pierce finishes strong here and gets it to, you know, 8-9 and nine or 9-8, nine and eight, and during his time they go 6-3 and three or whatever the record's been, mm-hmm. I could see Mark Davis. Yeah, he looked like he was having some fun last night, man. Mark Davis. And, and by, I hey, like dude. what Antonio Pierce said. I was like, man, I apologize for nothing. My guy scored zero points yeah. last week. I'm going to tell a team that scored zero points not yeah, to score. Yeah, guess what? Play better. Yeah. The Chargers, real. that was an all-time mail-it-in, and that's a, that's a heated rivalry. So another... They've given up on their coach. And if oh, you yeah. if you pull the play, like if they bring those Chargers players down the hall to ownership after every single one of them, well, you didn't hear it from me, but yeah, we need to get rid of him. So Staley is just completely gone, despite saying after the game last night that he believed he was still the right choice. Number four. Y'all recognize this song? 
Yeah, that's yeah. from uh, Beverly Hills Cop, isn't yeah. it? This is some skating rink music right here. <laughs> oh, it is that. I'm in, I'm in college at this point. Well, Netflix shared a, uh, a first look as Eddie Murphy will return to theaters in Beverly Hills Cop 4. Oh, wow. Yeah, shout out Eddie Murphy. Uh, what's the buddy name? Uh, Axel Foley. Yeah, Axel Foley. Axel that, Foley. That, Eddie Murphy in his prime was his... A bad man. Was the biggest star as I've really had in, in my adult oh, yeah. life. When he went through that stretch, first of all, he produced a comedy album that would not be produced. In, well, it might be. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I could be. The brothers get away with that comedy more than I. Like, if Eddie Murphy. If Eddie Murphy am I wrong? You know what? You're not. Right? You're if not. I'm wrong, like if a white dude did that routine, oh, they'd no. blow him. They'd send oh, him to the moon. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. a brother might could still get away with But Eddie Murphy's. Con- <laughs> that raw bit, bro. bro it's like. Still till this day, yeah. it's a classic. It's, it's, a it's crazy, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> Have you heard Raw, Matt no, Every? Oh, you need man. to, you need to pull it up. Eddie Murphy Raw, you especially. I'm a big Charlie Murphy fan. I don't know who Charlie Murphy it's his is. Brother. Oh, is it? Is uh-huh. that real? Or are you making a no, joke? No, Rick bro- James yeah. skits on the Chappelle Show. Oh, that's him. That's yes. his brother. I didn't Charlie know that. Uh-huh. Murphy. Well, anyway, so Eddie Murphy back in the day, and and my point was gonna be. Beverly Hills Cop was like to me the Z. And there were other good ones. Forty Eight Hours. There were some good ones, but that first Beverly Hills Cop man uh-huh. was just yeah, it slapped. Terrific. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Coming to America is uh, <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, that's there's a lot of a lot of good ones. <laughs> Number three, um, Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah, Madonna. Oof. She uh, she's in the headline as she kissed uh boxer Bo Josh, bo- boxer Josh Popper on stage at the U.S. tour kickoff in Brooklyn. Now, is it, did it, wasn't Madonna made famous for kissing somebody on stage or at an award show or something? She kissed one of the girls. Another is it chick, Britney, right? maybe? Britney. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. back in the day. Oh, how, the, how old is Madonna? The, hey, Madonna's days. been spreading those family values. Well, and other things. Been spreading those family values for 20, 30 years. Now. Yeah. Come here, Britt. Britt, let me ruin you. You could, by the way, trace that back to the degeneration of, of Miss Jiffy Feet. I mean, Britney was never the same after Madonna lip locked her on the MTV. So I hope you're happy there. Uh, she got Medusa. J- the drill is the first time I've ever heard the term Jiffy, Jiffy Feet. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> Jiffy Feet's just simply the girl walk, walks around barefoot in you the Jiffy exactly store. You know exactly what it is. You know what it looks like on the bottom. <laughs> you know what those feet look like. Britney, 100% Jiffy Feet. Oh, if floor. you found Britney Spears right now. Jiffy Feet. 940 Eastern Time. I don't care Jiffy where she is. She got Jiffy Feet right now. Number two. <laughs> Steve Kerr, he responded to um, the questions asked about his player, Draymond Green, and uh, he gave a rather surprising take, in my opinion. He says that it made sense. Well, wow. I, I don't I, – I'm, I'm getting unco- – I feel now like I'm watching a theater production. Now huh? they're all coming up with this heartfelt, Draymond really needs help. Where y'all been, bro? <laughs> what do you mean, Jerry? Yeah, Draymond really That's needs Kerr's help. That's Kerr's take. That's uh, all they're taking. It's Kurtz, the other players. No, he doesn't. He needs teed up and suspended for five days. Draymond, Draymond. You know Draymond this offseason went through one of those big Deepak Chopra life and betterment things. Y'all Did remember it? that? Yeah. Yeah, he had like called it was called like the session or uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. And, you know, how to really get in touch with who you are. Uh-huh. Listen, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, hopefully stay out of jail when you get out of the league. And I just mean that from losing your temper and punching somebody out. I don't mean that you're like, you know, pure uh, felon by any stretch. But he's out of control. He needs to be controlled on the basketball court. And you take a, what are you going to do? What do you mean he needs help? What does that mean? I got news. We all need help. No one's perfect. Everyone loses their temper when they don't want to from time to time or does other things. No, what he needs is to be socked in the face by one of these dudes. He's choking. 
And That's we, what he needs. We talk about this a lot, Jeff. I mean, this guy punches a little six foot yeah. four puny little two guard. He, he's a bully. He bullied him. Yeah, he's just a bully. So we said it many times. Like he's a Draymond, grown man, though. I don't need this. He needs our help. You know, <laughs> we, the, no, we, stop it. He's the only person that's like him. There's no other like enforcer in the league. So that's why he gets away with all of that he gets away with. That's, yeah, that's uh, Cali Soft, Steve Kerr out there, Prosser. Huh? It's Cali Soft. He's Steve definitely Kerr. soft. Number one. And the number one trending topic. For the first time in 35 years, the NFL has scheduled games on four different Saturdays. So we're getting a treat this this weekend as there's uh, what is three games on the fleet this Saturday, correct? Yep. Yeah, I love that. I love it. You know, especially if you're still involved in, in, in fantasy. A lot of people are in their fantasy playoffs uh-huh. or, you're, yep. you know, you're playing other things. I, I was, in fact, I was. You made the playoffs? I did. Yeah, I did. You started. Oh, you I used know. to bad mouth your team. Oh, I was one and five, man. I got rallied. I got to eight and six. I'm in on my own, uh, you know, good solid work. So we. Who's shall your see. horse? Who was your horse on your team? Um, my team is full of unsexy yet producing players. Okay, here's my team: Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, James Conner, Gus Edwards, some combo, and they've each carried me at different times. Mm-hmm. My receivers are not going to wow you, but every week I get 13, 15 points. That's I got good. Cortland Sutton. Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks. Who's your backup quarterback? OBJ. My backup quarterback I played one week this year. I carried no backup quarterback. As soon as Joe Burrow got hurt, I picked up Jake Browning. You played him? The one time I played him was the Monday Nighter against the Jags. No way. The best waiver wire move in fantasy (laughs) football history. A one-week starter. I you know, and there were a bunch. There were the Zappies and the Is this the first the time you're saying this on air? Yeah. Wow. Well, what can I do, man? I don't care. I didn't. I didn't have to. The Jags should have won anyway. I was still had all the points, yeah. and they would have won. I, know, right? I don't care. I'm just saying. I got I, Lamar. I've been bragging hey. about that. The yeah, next I got day. Lamar this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So that's why I asked who your backup was. You, yeah, maybe you just put it was, him in. It's to, Browning, but I know, I know. That's I, why I hate fantasy football. Right. No, because here's I used to. Let me tell you why you don't need to. The game is going to be the game, dude. Doesn't matter if you have guys on one team. I don't care. I'm not rooting for or against Lamar. I want the Jags to win, and hopefully Lamar gets his. The yeah. Jags have been giving up points to quarterbacks. You know. Yeah, you want Lamar to have like 500 yards and still lose. Correct. Right. I'm fine with that. <laughs> See, and, no, and by see, the way, I, I'm on the other end. I need to focus all of my see, hate on this team. Okay, but here's what happens with me. Have any? I, I, it's the other way for me from this standpoint. Okay, well, at least if, if my quarterback, by the way, who could get stuffed by the Jets this week or the, some other team, if he's going to have a bad week and I'm going to lose, I'd rather it be against the Jags. Yeah. So there's also that way to look at it. <laughs> but I did make it. Yeah, I did make the playoffs. Got Lamar against the Jags. Oof. Mm. I w- but I have not said, and what I won't say is, I, you know, I will take a Jags loss if Lamar means I get to the playoffs. That's not what I'm saying. But, hey, man, if somebody's going to light you up for 32 fantasy points, you may as well be my guy. You feel me? Is that it, E? That was trending? That's it. All right. Hey, man, let's get down and fill that place up and pump up some volume for a important Sunday night game. And let's hope our Jaguars give us something to really be, you know, excited about on Monday morning. And our ceiling certainly is still at a level where we can win this game this week. Absolutely. And it's we totally can doable. totally change the, the current national narrative on who we are. We can go from the team that is scuffling and stumbling and has been upset two weeks in a row to a football team that just beat the best team in the AFC. So here's hoping that's our result. Uh, another shout out to Maddie. We'll introduce you to Jaguars today when we return to GFL Friday on the drill. 
Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, I'm just going to kind of count on our, our 1010XL game day crew on Sunday because we have a big, wide effort, and, you know, nobody covers the Jags like we do, not in this 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 town, that they can get the passion started and build through the course of the day. Because, for, Tony, for our first Sunday night appearance since 2008, for all mm-hmm. the stakes that this week's game carries, for the prime time and the exposure and the opportunity, I don't feel that same, like, magic and passion and excitement that I felt even for the Monday night game just a couple of weeks ago. And I'm not dumb. I understand some of the reasons. But sure. But still, I, I, I have to feel like we will reach that fever pitch. That place was jumping for the Bengals game. It just didn't end right. Yeah, look, I think by the time we actually get to to kick off, the city will be feeling it, right? Like, and we're talking to every day, you know, we're having the back and forth conversation with the diehards, right? They're living and dying on this thing, and this is what they do. This is their main hobby, is Jaguars football. You know, that's the people we talk to every day, and you can understand that group being like, really back-to-back against these two teams, the way those games went, the way the defense is playing, the injuries that they're dealing with. Like, you can understand that group being like, I don't know, you know, how to feel about Sunday night. I think the fan base that shows up for a football game isn't all that, right? Like, so much of what shows up in the stadium is actually people that are just like, hey, it's it's game day. For sure. You, you know, like, that's so much of what it actually is, and they'll be hyped by the time we get to kick off on Sunday night, even with – everything that may be trying to damper that if you are one of the you live and die with it types. You know, and, and you know, for a team whose ceiling is still really high, I promise you down in that building, they they're not riding this roller coaster that we are. No. They, they can be this, they can be that, they can be this. Aside from narrative or reassuming at least some 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 real positioning in, in the playoff positioning, there's also this little fact they need to play a whole lot better. We've been talking and bemoaning the coaches, bemoaning mistakes and execution since week one, and it's not gotten better yet. If that somehow mm-hmm. could get zipped up in these last, you know, four or five weeks and then going into the playoffs, that would make a big difference too. And No doubt. The problem is this is not a get-well defense. You're not playing a team that you're going to get right with usually, so that makes the challenge even more difficult. What you got coming up today? Uh, we'll have uh, Tommy McManuson, as we do each Friday, and we'll go over our keys to victory, as we do every Friday before a game day uh, coming up that weekend, and we'll talk about how we think they can beat the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. We certainly, none of us feel like it's some insurmountable task, right? Like right. You're not going to be in this kind of position 8-5 sure. this late in the year, playing this kind of game home, Sunday night football. A team you play well against typically. Right. Like they have a, we were looking at it this week, they have a winning record if you include the playoffs against every team in the AFC North. No, yeah. You know. And historically. Right. Yeah. But they've lost to two of them. This year, this well, year. so I mean, you know, the, in the last are, couple of weeks, odds are we get it back to five hundred this year. So absolutely, uh, here's hoping. Definitely need a good shot. Need a win. We don't need a good showing. We don't need momentum. We, we don't need win. positives. This we need is a, a win. Time of year, you need a win. That's correct. We need a win. All right, uh, excellent. Jaguars today is coming up next. E. Now today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over fifty years. Uh, my uh, takeaway comes from a. Uh, an image including in a text from a stub hub concerning the Panthers Falcons playoff game this or not playoff uh, NFL game this weekend where apparently you can get upper de- deck seats at uh, Panthers Stadium for 45 cents a piece. I mean you can't get 45 cent NFL tickets in 1945. Maybe I'm the victim of a Photoshop. It wouldn't be the first. Oh, uh, 
We back at primetime. Jacksonville Duval. We can do our part by just showing up. And then our Jacksonville Jaguars, hopefully, they'll do their thing against these Baltimore Ravens. We're going to see you Monday morning in victory position. Go Jaguars. This is the Drill on a GFL Friday.